0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls atlanta falcon nation what it do what it do i said this your boy the heavy hitters and hey it's a tuesday night it's for some reason there's some football playing right now but (laughs) to the right of me like i said i'm gonna introduce him jew talk mr jew talk sports the calm before the storm and the ghost that's at the bottom, he's gonna appear here a little bit now. That's Mr. <laughs> Mad Mike Sports. Um, and hey, it's your boy K Styles, man. Hey Jew, what'd what it do, man? Hey man,
1: just kicking it. It's another Tuesday <laughs> night after Falcons lost. You know how it is. We got Uh-oh. a quarter of the season left. So hey, at this point, everybody playing for a job. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! Don't don't mind the notification that that, that 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 I forgot to set that. But um, yeah, like I said, we got somebody already in the chat. Um, taste decide saying, hey, he said, what's going on to the peoples? I like what's going on, man. Appreciate you joining us. So yeah, so especially, how do you feel, especially after the game that we just had, and what? Are your prospects as far as how this coaching staff is looking, especially after this? I mean, after the loss on
1: Sunday, it's kind of like I feel like we need to clean house. I like Jeff Ulbrich, and I hear in a lot of Falcons fans like, let's keep Jeff Ulbrich on. But one thing I think that they're forgetting is if you get a new head coach, he's going to want to bring in his own coaching staff. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not going to be like, well, I'll keep Jeff Ulbrich on because he's a good head coach or he's a good defensive coordinator type situation. He's going to want to bring in his whole, his whole staff. You know what I'm saying? He's going to want to bring in his own defensive coordinator, his own offensive coordinator. So I really don't think that Jeff Albers is going to be able to stay as much as we like him. And we like the adjustments that he's made. Even with Raheem Morris, it's like, when I was saying like, well, maybe Raheem Morris could stick around. It's kind of like what offensive coordinator is going to want to come here. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's a lot of guys out there, but it's kind of like, if, Personally, I feel like we just need to sweep the whole staff. It don't make sense to keep onesie twosies. Like, we're going to keep the special teams coach, or we're going to keep the defensive coordinator. Like, I feel like let the new GM that comes in and the new head coach bring his whole staff with him at this point. Because to me, you're going to create dysfunction when you try to do that. You know what I'm saying? When you're trying to bring – you got some people from the Dan Quinn regime here. That's That's the biggest reason why – and I know I'm kind of bouncing all over the place. That's kind of the biggest reason why I didn't like – how long we kept TD, uh, Thomas Dimitrov, because I feel like he shouldn't have survived Mike Smith. I kind of felt like when Mike Smith got fired, I felt like TD should have got fired right then and there. And they should have started with – if they were going to hire Dan Quinn, they should have brought in a defensive – or a GM that was defensive-minded. Because I feel like we had TD, but TD – and you know this, uh, K-Styles – he was more of like an offensive-minded GM. He always wanted to draft like the Calvin Ridleys, and he didn't know how to draft –
0: What in the hell
2: do you got? Really? Hey, man, y'all wanted to put on a paper bag, I can't see myself putting on anything that has anything to do with the ants, so I got my own paper bag, all right? This is my bag. This is another Falcon bag. I'm
3: embarrassed
0: of getting swept by the ants, so I'm putting on my own paper bag. How about that? Well, your ass look like the executioner of this culture staff right now. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to that, you gotta- if that,
2: if y'all haven't checked out that meme, man, it's already in the um it's on our Instagram, it's on our Twitter, it's on our own personal Facebook page, it's on it's everywhere. All right, it's in my community there. It just just check it out, man. I think it's hilarious. <laughs>
0: Hey, I'm about to say before we get to we'll continue where we go, like I said, we got a couple more people that god damn it. I thought i put down on uh, notification on. But anyway, back to the um comment. Like I said, we got Dasmond Capel just joining us. We got Alex C. Um I want you to kind of hit on this comment that Desmond Capital had basically saying, I hope we gain the tradition of being feared. Nobody fears us, and for us to have all black uniforms, we need to be feared. That's y'all with you. Y'all wish y- you. Y'all <laughs> no, about to say,
2: this?
0: no, no! Look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get on this first. Like, Isaiah, ain't nobody Ain't nobody going, and I said it last night, ain't nobody going to fear the Falcons as long as we got the culture that we have still on the squad. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Hey Styles, know I'm going with this. Oh, you know I'm about I'm about to hurt these feelings with this. Hey, I'll buy will about say the only thing that was fearful of the Falcons franchise right now is what might say the banana moon pies. That's pretty much all they are right now. <laughs> hey Quentin <laughs> Willis, what's going on, man? Hey, hey, Damn. that um, <laughs> hey I'm about to say that blue Cruise letter for dirt cutter. Um, I got the inspiration for you. I just let you know that I saw that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he said he's checking in from VA. That's my old hey. neck of the
0: woods. I know about hey. VA. Hey. Hey. It ain't up there. All right. So... Who up, who up, uh, about to say, Mike? I let you go ahead and tackle this one right here. See see what your thoughts. Are. Hey
2: man, y'all y'all don't want to hear this, man. Y'all, we got a bunch of people that just they claim they want toughness. They claim they want you know a hard nosed defense, but y'all don't want. It. Y'all want somebody who y'all can identify with. A guy that doesn't call you out for your shit as a fan who doesn't call out the media for their, uh, for their shit. And just based on these two uh, these two statements by me, y'all already know where I'm going by this, all right? And I don't think it takes a genius to figure out where I'm going with this. You guys don't want a Greg Popovich, a guy that look at you, you come up with a dumbass statement, he's going to call the media out for that shit. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't want that. You guys don't want that. You guys don't want, you guys can't handle a guy like Rex Ryan. Period, point blank. We claim that we want a defense, but we don't want a defense. We want somebody who's going to be nice to the fans. We want a guy that's going to be, you know, politically correct. He's going to be nice. He's going to bring in this person. He's going to bring in a quarterback that looks like uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes and Michael Vick. Oh, yeah, he's going to satisfy the fans. Oh, we're going to satisfy the fans. We're going to make you guys happy. You're going to make us love you. That's what you want. That's exactly what you want. You can't handle a guy like Rex Ryan who's going to throw that shit right in the back of your face, all right? You can say whatever you want to say about Rex Ryan. You can say whatever you want to say about his offenses. But when it comes down to his level of expertise from the start since he's been in the league, this guy has done nothing but had success, period, period. No one can deny that. You look at the Buffalo team. The Buffalo team right now is succeeding because he created a culture of defense. He was the architect of that defense. The early architect of this very team that you're seeing with the Buffalo Bills is because of Rex Ryan. And we got fans that want to be safe, and you don't want to. Why? Because he's going to call fans out. Y'all need to get on your ass at home. Y'all buying all these damn tickets. Oh, I paid $3,000. I paid $2,000 for the PSS and all that type of stuff. But you guys absolutely, what you, get, what you do when you're at the game? You're sitting on your ass, drinking your beer, eating your Chick-fil-A, all that bullshit. You're not doing anything on third down when we need you the most. You're not cheering at all. You're blaming Matt Ryan. You're blaming this person. But you guys got to do what you got to do as a fan. To help these guys out on third down. You know what I'm saying? We gotta be fans gotta be called out. Everybody gotta be called out. We can't just be calling out players and head coaches and you not doing what you're doing. I've seen I've seen plenty of times, like even when the Atlanta Hawks, I know you guys remember this. The Lakers come into town and guess what? We got fans cheering more than our own. They take over our building. We've seen this. And you guys got the nerve to sit up and say something about Matt Ryan? You guys don't even cheer. It only takes one time or two times, maybe 10 times the entire game, for you to stand up on third down and you guys paying all this money not to do anything. So I'm going to call you the fans out for this. All right? I'm going to call you fans out for this. You guys need to get up off your ass on third down and cheer. All right? Period, point blank. So that's all I got to say about that.
0: My bad, hey, my
1: bad. K-Styles, I don't want to tackle that, man. Talking all right, go about, ahead. Uh, they all black in the defense. I completely agree with um, what Mike is saying. Y'all know what I've been saying about the head coach. I wouldn't mind a Rex Ryan here because I know that he's a defensive-minded guy, and his dad is Buddy Ryan. And y'all all know that my family's from Chicago. The 85 Bears, Buddy Ryan, Mike Dicker, they go, he going to bring defense. If he comes here, we're going to have a defense. We're going to have a top-10 defense. Now, what the offense is going to do, I don't know, because I don't know who he's going to bring with him to be his offensive right. coordinator. But the defense is going to be straight, and we're going to have a team that's going to hit you in the mouth. He's going to get bigger players on that defensive line. Y'all remember when he was with the Jets, when he was with the Buffalo Bills, everywhere Rex Ryan has been, with the Ravens, they had good defenses. So I definitely think that Rex Ryan would definitely bring that no-nonsense type of attitude to the Falcons. Um, my biggest thing is when it comes to the Falcons, uh, right now, when he was just talking about me, in case I was talking about this before the show started, you guys seen the Washington football team yesterday upset the Pittsburgh Steelers, the 11 and 0 Pittsburgh Steelers. The reason that happened is because whoever's running Washington's team, they drafted the right way. I was just talking about before Mike came in here, I was talking about Thomas Dimitrov and how he didn't know how to draft in the trenches. He was always looking for, as some would say, the shiny nickel as. Lieutenant Dan always say the shiny nickel. Like he always went for those flashy players, those offensive players, those defensive backs on the outside. He didn't build from the inside out. You have to build an offensive line. You have to build a defensive line. And he he failed us when it came to building the defensive line. All those players that he brought in just wasn't good enough. He didn't bring in the proper players. Like a lot of people say, well, Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett was lucky. Like he didn't go for Grady Jarrett in the first round. He didn't go for the top guys. If you look at the Redskins... Uh, Deron Payne, uh, Jonathan Allen, what's the kid on J- Uh, Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, like they have those players, they book their trenches. And if you can rush with your front four, first round pick, you can first you can round can pick anybody, yeah, you can, exactly. You can beat anybody and every year. We know Alabama's good for having a, a number one defensive tackle, a good defensive end coming out. And Washington, two years in a row, drafted two tackles out of Alabama, Deron Payne. Jonathan Allen right behind each other. And they did the correct thing. They're playing a physical brand of football with Ron Rivera as the head coach. And that's what the Falcons need to do. Most of our assets and our number one picks and things of that nature, it's always splashy players. The Julios, the Calvin Ridley's. Even with this team, everybody talked about coming into this season. Well, we have all these number one, you know, first round picks on our offense Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Uh, We picked up Laquan Treadwell, Ty Gurley. That means nothing if you're not physical we're seeing that this we're seeing that this year without the creative play calling and without playing physical and running the football and staying balanced it doesn't matter who you have you can have randy moss um jerry rice on the outside if you can't protect matt ryan and don't give him time and can't create creative plays to get these guys open it means nothing and that's my biggest issue with this team is we're a finesse team i've been saying it for years that we're an offensive-minded team. And I know Mike, he hates when I used to say, like, this is an offensive-minded team, but it's a mindset. That's why I say that. This team is soft. This, let's just be honest about it. This team is soft. And I hate to say it because I'm a Falcons fan. And football is all about intimidation. It's about moving another man against his will. But we're seeing it every single Sunday. We're getting bullied in the trenches, period. We're getting bullied. The Saints bullied us two times in a row. And that's why we got swept.
0: And that's just it. That's just what it is. I am about to say, Asia Green, what's going on? Beast Among Us, Yasuke, Prince. Devon Hughes, he's got a shout out for Maggie. Um, But, yeah, I totally pretty much agree with you. I mean, it's, like I said, the culture here right now is just bad. I've, I've said this plenty of times. And what Mike said about what people want, this cookie cutter image, they want this... Um, have y'all kind of realized what the projected first round pick for the Falcons will be this year? It's not a Justin Fields. It's not a Trevor Lawrence. It's not even a Trey. Lent. They talking about Zach Wilson. Yeah. I don't even who know that, who that is. Who the hell is Zach Wilson?
1: I don't even know who that is, dog. What is that play? <laughs> Quarterback. Bro, I, don't, I don't even know who that is,
0: bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Devon Stanford was good, man. But. Basically, um, it right now, like I said, the offensive staff is kind of looking like this. I actually, I actually found a picture of Dirt Cutter and Raheem Morris right now, and this is the way that they looking. Um, here you go. Yeah. Let me get that off this board right there. <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's literally right there. That's Dirt Cutter asking him, "Can I throw the ball three times?" Do you see the hands? <laughs> Look at yeah.
2: the face. Look at that face though. <laughs> Look at that face, man. Hey man, I want to get uh another guy. Um I-, I wanna get uh another one of the affiliates, uh AFN affiliates, family members, man. I want to <laughs> get his take on it. So let's let's bring in your boy J-rock. Um J Rock, man. Hey, I got y'all. a question for you. Man. What's what's good, man? How you doing today?
3: Doing good, man. Twitch if you God. haven't heard
2: already, hey the Twitch card. All right, the Twitch card. You guys go ahead. <laughs> hey man, J Rock, go ahead and tell them what 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 uh what, what's new for the AFN family, man? Go go ahead and tell us about tell about that. If they don't know, they know now. All right, so go ahead and tell tell, tell them what's up what we got over there at the uh, at, on twitch man.
3: Hey look, we finally, finally trying to trying expand the AFN. So we are officially on twitch so make sure you guys follow the atlanta falcons nation over there on twitch uh it's looking good over there so far uh you guys should go check it out we in the talk shows and podcast category uh go ahead and drop the follows i'm not sure if we have links for it yet but uh y'all guys should definitely check it out uh, i believe a uh, matter of fact i just i just rated the channel so you guys should have some people over there from my channel from Earlier when mm-hmm. I just streamed, I just got off recently, so I, I'm just now hopping in. So mm-hmm. I just hosted, rated you guys, so to bring more people in so they know what's going on now. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so we I have- w- go ahead. I want y'all to tackle this comment by Devontae Hughes. Um, I think pretty much what we've been saying the whole time, like you said, nine times out of ten, most the quarterbacks will be busts. That's it. We can't even guarantee top two. Lawrence and Phil reminds me of Luck and RG3. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's a good comparison I, I th- right there.
0: I think I think we pretty – like you said, he pretty much on the same page as with us because we've all been saying that. I mean, like you said, you can hype these two quarterbacks and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, if the system is not correct for these guys, it don't matter who you get.
1: That's it. We yeah. just and- hit it.
0: And my last question is, who in the hell is Zach Wilson? That's all I need to know.
3: <laughs> yeah, I never heard of him. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. We S- haven't thought
2: of our process yet, but Zach Wilson, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. All right. I, I <laughs> I'm good on
0: that.
1: that. <laughs> I'm, I'm good on that. <laughs>
2: nah,
0: nah, <bro. laughs> I'm Bruh, I, 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 I kid you not, boy. I'm looking at, like, Surprisingly, ESPN and all these little draft mocks and stuff. There. It's like Zach Wilson is just popping up on the board. I'm like, oh, uh, I'm like, who? who?
3: <laughs> yeah. the only people I'm familiar with is obviously the, the the two, Trevor Lawrence <laughs> and Fields, and then I know who I know who Mac Jones is. He played for Al- Alabama. I mean, there's a couple of them, but I, I don't know no, I don't know that guy. <laughs> that guy. I don't know.
2: I, him. I, I've even heard from being mentioned as a first rounder, but I've never heard of Zach Wilson being uh, named as a first round, like, even in the draft. So I'm just going to be honest, man. I don't know anything about this dude, and I, I like, even oh, I heard right. of Carson Wentz before the draft. You know what I'm saying? I've <laughs> never heard of this dude. I Like, exactly. Carson Wentz was, a, a, what, uh, Was well, I forget the college, South Dakota or something like that. He, uh, he, he, yeah and he's talking about like i heard him during the season but i've never heard of this dude like maybe that's just me it. you guys can go it. ahead right now the link is in the description if you guys absolutely love everything about twitch man we are now on twitch atlanta Falcons nation that uh just check that out we are all we are in the talk um podcast uh section there um but good god man i i I, hey J Rock, I, I, this is the question that I have for you, man. What do you think of the fans? What, 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 honestly, what do you think of the fans and their reluctance to bring in a guy like a Rex Ryan? Just the attitude, you know what I'm saying? A, a, a guy that's not going to, you know, be the quote unquote, you know, the media. Darling and all that type of stuff. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna go at fans, he's gonna get it go at his players, he's gonna go at himself for putting the uh bullshit uh game plan. I'm seeing dirt, I'm seeing this dude literally call out himself for not playing well. So like I don't understand the hate for a guy like Rex Ryan. Why do you think fans are so reluctant to bring in a guy like Rex Ryan? It's just not not just Rex Ryan, but a-, a guy with that attitude.
3: I mean, I it all it all goes down to like as far as like as a whole, like Atlanta as a whole, I guess how can I how can I say this? Like based on the coaches that we had you know throughout Atlanta, we never really had a coach with like that go at the media and stuff like that. I'm going to just go off just based off the past. So I really would, I I, I, really has to go about the culture really in our, in our city, in Atlanta as a whole, I guess they don't want that type of, that type of energy. We don't want that type of, I mean, of course we want to be talked about, but like not for the crazy and wild reasons, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying is, is I, I don't think our culture is, Looking for a coach that's that that's like a Rex Ryan that does those type of things. Cause based on the previous coaches that we had in the past, like you know, Mike Smith, Dan Quinn, uh Mora, all those guys, like you know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so basically somebody a couple people saying that Zach Wilson is a quarterback from BYU. Basically, they said he's tasting hill Joe. So- yeah,
2: he Taysom Hill. He
1: don't know. We don't the know. No, no. Yeah, we don't want a gadget guy. We don't want Taysom some Hill Jr. i I'll, I'll get me Justin Fields before we get him. Justin Fields yeah. or Trevor Lawrence? I'll take I'll, take, I'll take sunshine
0: or Justin Fields before I take. Hold uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, on, oh. oh, the Beast Among Us got he got a comment for me. He talking about send that Falcons calendar to Australia. Hey man, I like my Falcons calendar. I don't care. No, <laughs> they ain't going nowhere.
3: I like shout, for that too. shout out to the people in Australia. Yeah, BC. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. shout out to y'all, man. I'll see if they got another one. I'll send one down
0: there. <laughs> we'll you just gonna have to pay the shipping and fees, but. <laughs> 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 right. But, but yeah, like I said, let's kind of get into um. So what, like J Rock? I'm gonna start with you. Like, I said, after the Saints game, what are you? What was your thoughts? Like your. After getting a day of kind of getting the pissed offness out of your system, like what do you think about that game afterwards?
3: Uh I expected that game offensively to go how I thought it would go. I mean, really, it looked like the same same stuff we was doing you know two weeks prior when we played them the first time. I expected the defense to do what they do, like nothing really changed as far as the defense nothing It was just same thing our defense. Did what they had to do. Our offense put our defense at bad spots. <laughs> mm-hmm. Couldn't couldn't move the ball. And then when when we had a chance to move the ball, when everything was starting to click, it was too late. It's too late for all that, man. All that, uh, yeah. Y'all should have been no huddling. Mm-hmm. Let me let me tell y'all something. I, I was saying it. I was saying the Sunday night when I was on there with Maggie uh, with Maggie T. No huddles what made Matt Ryan so dangerous. Why not do it? Why not do it? He's been doing it all his whole career. That's why he became Matty Ice. That's how he got the nickname. Peyton
2: Man, man. He's Payton Man
3: reincarnated. Why would you not allow him yeah, to do what he run does? The, the no huddle, have the Saints on their heels. You know they DBs can't hang with us. They 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 penalty crazy. I was telling K Styles that, that like a couple weeks ago. They penalty crazy, and when they when they give up big plays, the Saints give up big plays. Mm-hmm. So like, and we picked on Lattimore. We picked on him, and it showed everybody. And you can tell like everybody else was getting flagged up too on their defense because it was just it, it was getting crazy out there. They could they can't check us. I don't think anybody in the league, as far as. If our offense is clicking, nobody can stop us if we are on our game but same old dare cutter basic basic shit over and over so yeah
0: yeah i'm i I'm gonna get on this comment right quick. I saw earlier talk about that Cole talking about I'm gonna count how many times case I say like you said. Hey, hey, you might well get the pen and paper out because I'm gonna be saying it the whole time. That's my catchphrase.
3: <laughs> 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 um, and then
0: I then I saw a comment right here from Swagger King. He said, "If we can get Gary Kubiak from Minnesota as our OC, would you be a fan of that?"
1: Yes, because Gary Kubiak
0: know how to call plays and set up
1: plays.
3: Definitely, right. you yeah.
1: know he he knows how to run plays like. It's crazy because, like, you guys know, I love defense, but at the same time, because the offense was so, like, we had a high-powered offense in 2016, just like, um and 2012, when Dirk Cutter was here the first time, and I talked about it in my video, it's like, the problem with Dirk Cutter is he just never evolved. He never evolved. He got left behind. His offense is stale. It's old. It's just like Dan Quinn. That cover three got old. The league caught up to it. When he was in Seattle... The cover three worked better. He had better players, but also they got used to seeing it because everybody runs it, the cover three. So, like I think it was the Twitch guy that mentioned it when we were on before that we smoked Seattle in the twenty sixteen playoffs. We smoked Seattle. We know, we know the
2: weaknesses.
1: We know yeah, the weaknesses. We smoked it. So it's like Dan Quinn should have learned. Like it's just like what Shannon Sharp says every all the time. You watch uh, Undisputed. Update your resume. You can't be the same that you were last year. You have to continue to evolve. Mike says that all the time. You have to continue to evolve. We say that every every show. Um, One thing I love about Andy Reid, look how long Andy Reid's been in the league. He's been in the league a long time. But he's not running the same exact offense that Donovan McNabb was running with Patrick Mahomes. Like, he's added little wrinkles to his offense. And I feel like that's what Dirk Cutter hasn't done. Dirk Cutter needs to blow the dust. Go ahead and put it up his Styles, of uh, his playbook. Go ahead and load the dust off that garbage playbook. And add some wrinkles to that plane,
3: dog.
1: There it is, man. That's <laughs> like me trying to play Madden the you know, Maggie T
3: playbook, y'all. The Maggie exactly.
0: T playbook, exactly. No, I'm up- no. <laughs> the only difference with this playbook is with the Maggie T is actually success. You know, he don't run the Maggie T side of the playbook, he just run the other side.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's the problem. He got he got stuck. It's like he was he is in a time machine and he's stuck in like the 1950s. Like he hasn't updated his resume, his playbook is just generic. And that's the biggest problem. And that's why I feel with our team is like if we get somebody in here, you just heard J Rock say nobody can stop us. Like the weapons we got, we should be the Kansas City Chiefs. Because we were there in 2016, we were the Kansas City Chiefs. When Kyle Shanahan was here, when Dirt Cutter was here the first time, we was lighting everybody up. We was scoring a game easy. This year, I went back and looked at how many times we got we scored over 30, or over 25. It's been a ton of games this year. Like last week, I think we scored 16. It's no way that this team should be scoring beneath 25 or 30 points a game. You may have an off game, one or two games here or there. But we've had a lot of games this season where we didn't even hit 20. A cool with kick and field goal. And that just goes to show you no creativity. If you watch, and that's why I like watching the, the players' media session, and then I'm going I'm to give it to y'all. If y'all watch Calvin Wheeler really at, uh, at his media session after the game, he basically said, they were asking him, what was he saying to the Saints players? And they were like, we see you got into it with one of the Saints players. He said, I basically was telling them that they can't guard us. He was like, they were acting like they was guarding us, but really they was playing two-man, meaning they got help all the time, safety help. like So he basically was telling more and telling the, uh, P.J. Williams, you can't guard me one-on-one, dog. The only reason you even keeping up with me is because y'all got a safety and you still holding me." And they picking up flags and they doing all you this stuff to help y'all. Yeah, right. And I am yeah, and, we, and he still had over 100 yards received. That just goes to show you, he's that's just how good of the players we are. With this generic playbook, with the playbook, this get this show what, what teams know what we're going to do. I do still put up 100 yards. That should go to show you. So, easily, if we had an uh, offensive uh, play caller that was creative, like we brought a very cool guy here, then come on. It's no yeah, doubt in my mind like, we'd be putting up 25, 30 points a game, easy.
3: You yeah, know just what like is, you said? You know, I don't know. I don't know what happened early in the season. It's like we were putting up a lot of points, and you know. The the defense was the issue. It's like if 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 one thing is fixed, it, it's a nut, Something else is wrong. It, I I don't know what it is. It's it's not like a. It's not a, really like a balance. It's like the defense is fixed now. Now the offense is the problem. So it's like something's got to give. Like it's it's quite obvious that it's dirt cutter. Like come on now. Like the defense is fine. I don't know why they're relying heavy on the defense so much, but. Something something needs to change as far as the play calling go. Uh, to add on to what, you know, Ju said about Gary Kubiak, yeah, everybody would love to have Gary Kubiak. I mean, hell, his, his even when he was with the Texans, head coaching-wise, his, his offense was like, I believe, top 10 for a while. You know what I'm saying? So I would love to have Gary Kubiak, but you know how that went. So if it's not one thing, it's another. I don't know what's going on with it.
2: Well, I think it's just a philosophy. It has to do with the philosophy from the general manager. And this is why I've stated over and over again that we should not be worried about hiring the head coach. the The main thing that we need to focus on getting is a general manager. The general manager... And the team president or the guy that really runs the operation, so if these guys have no absolute they have no concept of what balance is and which team that comes in and you know who's going to be not necessarily the leader of the team you know like the main focus focal point of the team if they don't if they come in with that mindset that just, I want this to be an offensive team. You know what I'm saying? I want this to be a defensive team. That's not going to work. It has to be a balance. It has to be a balance. Anytime that you have a balance and your mindset as a general manager that's like, I'm going to do everything possible to not only create, you know, it's okay to give a guy like Matt Ryan his weapons. It's okay to give him two, three receivers that he can count on, you know, a tight end, but it has to be a balance. You can't just come out and be a passing team. Well, you have to run. The, you run. You have to run the ball because there's gonna be games where certain guys are gonna be taken away. Julio is gonna be hurt. Calvin Ridley is gonna be hurt. You know, whoever's gonna be hurt. So you can't just solely rely on the passing game, and that's the issue with the Falcons for years, for years um, under Derek Cutter. They they focus so much on the the passing game. It's like the the reason why. Um, Kyle Shanahan was so successful. Let's just be real. It wasn't because uh, of the running game. It's because that Kyle Shanahan finally had a quarterback that he didn't have to babysit. He didn't have to babysit a Matt Ryan. All he had to do was call plays that Matt Ryan liked to play and then run his same running scheme. That's it. That's what made the Falcons successful was balance. That's it. And his ability to set up plays. We don't have that with dirt cutter dirt cutters main focus and you can see that in in the running backs we have four running backs on the damn roster and for the most part we only see one and that's todd Gurley. we barely see we barely see um brown hill here. we barely <laughs> see hill. we don't see we don't see uh and at all why the hell do we have Four goddamn running backs on the roster and only one that really gets 60, 70% of the goddamn carries. That's a freaking problem. You feel me? Like, like, come on, bro. Why the hell do we got like that tells you everything that you need to know about not only the offensive coordinator, because the offensive coordinator is is responsible for bringing in a guy and bringing in the guy and, and, and sticking to a philosophy during the game. He this is the guy that he's comfortable with. So clearly, dirt cutter has all he wants to do is throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball some more. We're gonna throw the ball again, and then after we throw the ball, we're gonna throw the ball again. That's it. You seen him even in the game that we um up, um we was I I forget what game it was, but like we we had the lead going into the fourth quarter. This dude didn't yeah. even run the ball. Our
3: earlier game, he didn't yeah. run the
2: ball. Kept throwing the ball. i was like, we're up. Why are you not committing to the run? We should be focusing on trying to improve the running game. But he kept throwing the damn ball. Like what? Like that tells you everything from a, a coaching standpoint. What has to change with that? Donovan So I don't necessarily care about bringing in the head coach. I need a proper GM that understands that if he's going to bring in a head coach, that that offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach has to understand
3: what balance is. Oh, I got some. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, Oh, no, 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 no. I'm about to say you go ahead, man.
3: Um, to add on to what Mike said. Um, yeah, that's another thing. I totally forgot to put this in mind, but their cutter has been there. He was there before with, with the first run when we went to the NFC championship and all that. You should know what Matt Ryan does. Why not give him, you know, let him do whatever the no-huddle and all that? Mix it in with a couple of Derek Cutters plays, but doing the little no huddle. You've been here before, dude. Like, come on, man. I don't know. I also thought this comment was funny. I try to keep my composure. This shit is funny.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, I oh oh, I had a I I think Reggie would be better than that play calling that his ass was doing. Yeah, you, can't even, you can't even smoke mud with that shit he got. <laughs> but 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 like I said, I'm going to go ahead and get a couple more shout-outs going on before we get to this next topic. Um, we got Ice Finesse in the building. Like I said, King Quest 710. What's going on? Alice. Hey, David M. in here. Um, you still going to do that SmackDown match with him, right, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> we already got it set up. We're just make, making sure to come back. No, that's the one that you challenged. You said, yeah, David M. in the building. He in the building? What you mean, he in the building? Hey, ain't that the one you challenged? Talking about one-on-one with the great one on last night?
2: Great people people don't have to challenge anyone. I know I'm great. (laughs) He's trying to prove himself worthy of me. I'm great,
0: okay? (laughs) All right, all right, like I said, Shody Shady in here. Um that's I said the beast among us. Um uh LaShawn, what's going on? But uh we're gonna go ahead and get to um what are our three keys for this upcoming game against the Chargers? Um, Jew, I'm gonna let you go ahead and start off with this
1: one. Y'all know how I always say trap game, trap game, trap game. Yeah, that's me. This is a trap <laughs> game, and, and it, it's not its not just for us, dog. This is a trap game uh, for the Chargers, like, because they're a team that I think they're three and nine. They have a worse record than us, but they're a team that's going to air it out. So this, this game right here, Mike Love doing the cut-ups and going him and Vic Lowe. They do their film study. It's going to be a game to do film study on the secondary right here. We're going to test out all of them guys that they, they can cover, we're going to really find out who can really cover. We're going to see if Isaiah Oliver really is improved. We're going to see if Kendall Sheffield is improved. And we're going to see if A.J. Terrell is really that stud. Because in this game, you got some matchups. You got Mike Williams on the outside. You got um, what's the other guy, the number one uh, receiver? Keenan well. Allen. Allen. There you go. Keenan Allen. <laughs> and then you know Justin Herbert, he going to let that thing fly out of Oregon. The, the rookie they got. And my bold prediction was Justin Herbert was going to be the best uh, quarterback in his draft. To me, I thought he was better than Burrow that plays with the uh, Bengals. And he's been doing his thing. I don't know if he's going to be better than Burrow because Burrow was doing his thing, too, before he got injured. But personally, I'm a, uh, a Justin Herbert fan. That dude air it out, man. And he's having a pretty good season when it comes to throwing the football. The problem is what we're talking about. They're not a balanced team. They throw the ball a whole lot. They score a lot of points. But they've choked a lot of games away. I don't know if you guys watched early in the season when they played the Saints. They were leading the game Mm -hmm. the whole game, and they choked it away. And they've kind of done what the Falcons did. One game, they had like a 21-point lead, and they choked it away. So this is a game that's going to be a shootout. Because we already know that Dirk Cutter refuses to to run the ball. So we might as well just strap on our seatbelts and get ready for a game, a shootout. This is going to be a barn burner. This is going to be like one of them college football games. You see Mike down there shaking his head like, oh, Lord. But it's coming, Mike. I can see it happening. I can see a 30 to 30 something game, and whoever had a football last is going to win this game. So, my keys to victory, we say it every week, but we know that farmer Friends not going to do it. Run the football. That's my first two keys to victory. If we run the ball at least 30 times, just attempt to run the ball 30 times, we're 4 0 this year. That's my first two keys to victory. Just run the football. I don't even care if it's, if it's all draw plays, just run the football. Like we got all of these guys. You heard Mike say We have four running backs, and the only running back we really use is Ty Gurley. Brian Hill, y'all know I love Brian Hill, but he don't get the he don't get the ball. He's averaging five, five and a half yards a carry, or something crazy like that. When I looked up his number, but we don't give him the football. We give him like six, maybe six carries a game. That's you know, that's not enough. Like we have to use these guys. Sunday, we're using Edo Smith, he's running up the gut and he gets hit, he got hurt in in, uh, in Sunday's game. That should have been Brian Hill. Like, why are we running Edo Smith between the teeth of the defense? That's not the type of running back that Hill Smith is. That man like,
2: almost got murdered a couple of times. Everybody talking about his success, but that dude almost got knocked the freak out, bro. Tell him, Mike. That's you played right. football.
1: Tell him. He was getting murdered. Like, I keep telling people, like, they're like, we should play Edo a lot more. No, we shouldn't. Now we're going to just run him up the gut. We need to play Edo. We're going to pass the ball to him because that's what his strength is. Right. He's James White 2.0, but we refuse to throw him the ball. We want to hand him draw plays, let him go wrap right the teeth of the defense with the Mario Davis sitting right there, who's a hammer, ready to put the hammer on the nail. That's just stupid, and that's dirt cutter for you. So in this game, first two keys to victory, run the football. And my third key to victory is just play smart, play complimentary football. Because if we think about it, and I hate to be the one, to, um, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Hindsight's always 20-20. But if we think about it on Sunday, I heard a fan tell me this on my page, and I didn't even think about this, y'all. If we kicked the field goal on Sunday in that second-to-last drive when it was fourth and two, we kick the field goal, they get the ball back, we stop them, we would have still had a chance to win the game because we got the ball back. See what I'm saying? But I didn't even think about it. We left points on the table. I'm thinking, well, they were just being aggressive. We were in our red zone. When they threw that ball to Julio Jones in the end zone, really we could have kicked the field goal right there, kicked the ball deep, and try to stop them and get the ball back in better field position but it is what it is you know what i'm saying at this point that's we can't go back to school of, that's that, that dan
2: Quinn school of taking unnecessary shots being quote yeah. unquote aggressive yeah.
1: instead of smart That is. so that's that's my keys to victory just one and two is run the football at least 30 times to- 25 to 30 times run the football my third uh third key to victory is just play complimentary football if it's a field goal gonna take it take it like take the points Play smart if it's fourth down cut the ball like it's i mean it's very elementary a lot of the games we lost this year we already know we couldn't pick up a punt like basic stuff the games we lost uh ty gurley scoring a touchdown we blame him well we could have just kneeled the ball and kick a field goal like all of this is fundamental football and those are pretty much my keys y'all can take it
0: <laughs> all right before we get to the next person alice C got this comment that Kinda made me laugh here. He said, let Matt Shaw call the plays. <laughs> hey, he'll be better than Dirk. He'll be better than Dirk Cutter. Yeah. Shit, he's been holding that clipboard for about three or four years. Hell, he might as well start calling some damn plays. <laughs> All right. So Jay Rock, what, what 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 your take is on the game coming up?
3: Uh for this game, uh, I'm gonna start with number one. Uh take the points, as always. Take the damn points. Don't be so aggressive all the time. Just take the points while you are down there cuz you never know cuz that's going to bite you. Good thing we have a good kicker, good kicker and Koo cool, cuz he looking like like old Money Matt Bryant right now the way he's been kicking the ball. So uh not really saying too much rely on him but just take just take the points. Um another thing what you said run the ball? Just run the ball cuz that we are both pass-heavy teams. Uh, I believe they're not too far from us in in the passing. I believe, yeah, we're we're above them, of course. Um, but they got weapons: Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Williams. Another person that we should not sleep on, and our linebacker should definitely watch out for him. I think it's Hunter Henry. Oh, yeah. the tight end, the tight end, the tight end. Yeah. yeah. Watch out for him, uh, definitely um that's let me see um there is some key players on their defense that i do worry about sometimes and i'm gonna throw out one name uh he is a rookie i think he plays for oklahoma i think it's kenneth murray the linebacker oh yeah he 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 racked up he racked up some some good tackles um the game before uh i think it was last week this this just this past week but don't watch. don't sleep up on him um that's that's pretty much it. It's just watch out for certain key players. Like even though you know they don't really have like a dominant dominant defense, I believe they're like twenty seventh or twenty eighth, and you know in pass defense. So it's just they just got key players. They're they're sort of like us, but you know I I feel like we're better than them, of course. But uh, of course the the other rookie uh, Herbert, that man's a gunslinger. So watch out for him, you know, because their, their line is actually coming along together. So. Just watch out. Yep. Bosa. Yep. There you go right oh.
2: there.
3: Bosa. And then Melvin Ingram. I, I believe they still got him. So yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. they got some key players. I ain't gonna sleep on them totally because they, you know, at one point their defense was looking pretty decent, but that's pretty much it. You know, run the ball, watch out for those key players and uh, take them points. Just take them. All right.
0: I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to hit it up next. And I'm about to actually right now, I'm about to talk to Farmer Friend as we speak right now. Um, <laughs> you sorry. Like like they said, Farmer Friend, for the love of God, run the ball. Be creative. That's going to be my first key. Does this look like a guy that's going to run the ball? I'm <laughs> I i I'm so I'm so afraid that he going to try to throw this ball about 50 times this game because he going to see Justin Herbert trying to gunsling the thing like, oh, I'm going to go match for match. And we always keep forgetting that this guy was the offensive coordinator for Jameis Winston for about four years. So there was a lot of turnovers in his offense.
3: <laughs>
0: second, second of all, defense got to keep doing what they doing. They got to keep their – they they like I said, Justin Herbert is going to throw the ball in harm's way. That's the type of mentality he got. He's going to make that big throw. That's what he's looking for. So we definitely have to get pressure on his ass. And uh, third, you know why I'm about to go with this. I didn't do it last time, but I will definitely – I would definitely no, yeah, you're right. 60 minutes. But the difference is this time I'm gonna put it on the screen. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on the screen this time. Okay. If, if I don't see if I don't see these these keys done in 60 minutes, y'all asses don't even need to be coming <laughs> back to fly with branch. That's all I need to say. <laughs> You you are on the Bobby Petrino side of the game with this, cause there is no excuse. There's no excuses. Like I said, Raheem Morris, thing, he done basically threw dirt cut under the bus twice this week. Hey, right, bro. I just I I just need to see a complete game and a complete call game. Um, like I said, y'all y'all done got y'all done got. Well what 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 coach always say you got your draws burnt off? Yeah, you got the draws burnt off by the Saints. So I expect a bounce back game. If not, uh them them draw them draws gonna stay burnt up and you just gonna be wearing a jock strap. Okay. All right, Mike. All right, Mike, what you got?
2: <sighs> I, I I gotta say this. Um the first one is, I, I think this is very important. Um I need to see Quadra Oleson. All right? Preach. I need to see Quadra Oleson. And the reason why I have to see Quadre Oleson, because there's absolutely no threat on this offense outside of Julio Jones, who physically dominates anybody outside of maybe, um you know, Caleb and... And Chris Lindstrom at times, you know what I'm saying. Outside of those, it's not not a physical dominating player, and like that's what the Falcons need. They need a physical dominating guy who's going to come in. He's going to throw his weight around because, like, like I said, not 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 only can you know DBs can't hold Julio. But I've seen this dude run over defensive linemen. Like, if you guys didn't see that crackback that he had, like he literally pushed the defensive lineman on the damn ground. By what what is says Is on? That's it. He just pushed the damn defensive line and he knocked him down. A defensive lineman that's three hundred pounds, and Julio just pushed him like it wasn't nothing. That boy is country strong. So I need that physical dominance, dominance uh, from. Quadri listen, I'm tired of seeing him on the damn um, the inactive list I don't know why the hell we keep drafting these guys just to put them on the inactive list like this is like this is the shit that I'm talking about it's like play the guys that need to be evaluated. We don't even know what these guys can do. everybody's so you know infatuated with practice okay practicing is incredibly important but if you don't get a guy in game experience to just feel that type of pressure, he can't make that that transition from practice to game play. And everybody know practice and gameplay. You heard Allen Iverson say this all, practice? Practice? Like, I'm playing, I'm getting 30 points in the game. What the hell I need goddamn practice for? So, like, you don't know what this guy can do in in, in a real game situation. He can get on a roll and then, okay, play him to his strengths. That's That's what we need. That's first. Second one, I think this is key. But they gotta see that no nothing no huddle for Matt Ryan. I don't I don't know why this freaking moron just won't let Matt Ryan be Matt Ryan. Um uh, he I just need to see more of that hurry up. Because when it comes down to it, I don't think there's two there's only two guys in the history of the game that run that no huddle better than um Peyton Manning and Matt Ryan. Those guys are absolutely the best that I've, I've ever seen in two Like he destroyed number one defenses, thirty second. Like this, this, this. Matt Ryan has destroyed any and every type of defense. And when it comes down to the hurry up, he cannot be stopped. And that's the same thing for Peyton Manning. Um, So I need to see more hurry up in the third one, man. um, This has nothing to do with the players, but the key to victory this time, it go to Raheem Morris. It goes to Raheem Morris. You can't keep enabling Dirk Cutter to just do whatever the hell he wants to do. And then after the game, you want to say the players didn't execute. Bro, that dumbass freaking philosophy that you put together to begin with, how the hell you expect these guys to perform to a, a, a level on offense if you're not running to their strengths? You're not running plays to their strength. We've seen over no, over, I don't know how many you can go check out the breakdown that I did at Dirt Cutter. A lot of those routes are in the exact same side of the field. Everybody's in the same, like everybody in the same vicinity. Like, bro, why like seriously? You expect guys to get open just because their name is Julio and Calvin Ridley? Like, come on. That's that that ego. It has to end. And that goes, like I said, the key to victory is all on Raheem Morris, man. We're not going to win the game unless he holds Dirt Cutter responsible for his actions, And I have absolutely no, no faith that he'll ever do that because he's still loyal to Dan Quinn. This dude, every time he get a chance, he's bringing up Dan Quinn's name. And that's the reason why I say he got to go. Anybody has any loyalty to Dan Quinn? Even if it's Joe, Jeff Obrick get your ass out of Atlanta. I don't want you anywhere near it because this team, this team for a long time, they only care about what? One thing, loyalty to their coach. That's it. That's all they care about. They don't care about anything else. They're only loyal to the head coach. They're not loyal to the players. They're only loyal to the head coach. And, they don't hold each other accountable, man. Accountability is what's wrong with this franchise. It's not the lack of anything else other than accountability. The The head coach is responsible for putting the game plan together. So you get the game plan from an offensive coordinator, you get the game plan from the special teams coach, and you get it from the defensive coordinator. So if they continuously bring out the same bull crap every week, and then you see the offense and the defense struggle with the same game plan, every week, then this is all on the head coach. So if the Falcons want to win against anybody, especially the Chargers with a, a very good quarterback, a young quarterback, decent talent on the offensive side of the ball, they can't come with these whack-ass game plans. And they got they can't come out here throwing a damn ball 50 times a game thinking, they, oh, I, just, I got Julio and Matt Ryan. We're going to win. We're going to put up numbers.
0: Nah, bro. So those are my three, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit low country sports says rise up family. Yeah, he need to be on the he need to be up there in the booth with Dirk Cutter. Cause I don't know what what he gonna have going on. Um, but um let's see, I see something right here. Um Chris Crash Bass pretty much said what you said, Mike. <laughs> we saw what Quadri did when he was in the game and he was scoring.
2: hmm hmm
0: like, I, like, I, like like I, bro, I only, like bro we only bro we only score 50% touchdowns in the red zone you ain't winning games like that cool looking like the greatest kicker of all time right now
3: <laughs> Damn, that's not good man
0: that's, <laughs> that's not good, good that is not good your kick like like i said 50% in the red zone touchdowns in the red zone or is or is not going to beat good teams. You could beat trash teams with that, but good teams, you are not beating them with that.
3: Mm-mm.
0: That's twenty ninth in the league. Whew.
3: That's 29th. all I gotta say on that.
0: Eesh. But at the but like I said, Koo gonna be kicking so much, boy. He gonna end up like Peg Leg Johnson up in this motherfucker at the end of the season. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> we need them legs for next year too. <laughs> but let's see what else we let's see what else we got here. Yeah, yeah, yellow, yeah, low, yeah. We gonna give you a clipboard. You are gonna be right there with with Matt Sharp. <laughs> Gonna be Give with him a match up too.
3: Exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. The only thing Dirt Cutter gonna be good for is going to the concession stand and getting some nachos. Good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I got a question: is, is he up in the booth or is he down on the field? He should be actually on the he's field. Actually, he's, on, in a, he, he's in a booth. He's in the. He's in the booth. He's, he's actually looking his, down. He need to bring his ass on down.
0: Like bro, he's literally got a bird's eye view of the game.
3: And he still can't call me- the right <laughs> play. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this motherfucker got the old Joe Montana football view going on, and he don't know what the hell going on. And
3: you know what's so funny that 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 I mentioned that because I remember we was carving up Sarkeesian from being in the booth so much that first year, and then the second year came along, and look, he was all on the field.
0: Hmm. Oh, I, I I can't explain. Bring
3: that. his ass out the booth.
0: You know why I think that is? You
2: know, the reason why I think they're in the booth because they can't hear from the players. That they <laughs> try to avoid the players because the players know, like what the hell are you calling? And they don't want they want to avoid the uh, the on field drama. You know what I'm saying? Matt Ryan saying something like Matt Ryan be on the sideline, like literally be pissed off, and you see his face. I'm sure you guys see his face during the game when he get the call, and he just sitting there like, "Oh my god, are you kidding me, bro?" He's trying to avoid all and not that, like that's all about control. He's, and that's why I say you got to hold Raheem Morris and Dan Quinn responsible for it because he's not holding his offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators responsible. Like, you got to hold these guys responsible for the crap that they call it. This is bull crap that they call it. It's absolutely no balance. And then you get out a three and out, three and out, three and out, and then you wonder why the defense is tied at the end of the game. We can't close, but that's the reason why. There's absolutely no balance.
3: Yeah, because I'm like, come on now. Like, <laughs> there's no fans, so it's not like it's gonna be like really, really loud. I mean, you could come down with the rest of the staff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like everybody else is down. <laughs> why why can't you be down? Like, really? You mm-hmm. don't want to have that confrontation, like Mike was saying. You don't want to have that
1: confrontation with the players on the sideline. Cause he know Julio gonna look at him the same way he looked at Dan Quinn before Dan <laughs> Quinn got fired. Y'all
0: see how,
1: how, how Julio looked at
0: him. He looked like he was about to fire off on Dan Quinn. Y'all see how he looked uh-huh. at him. But I think Dan, I think Dan Quinn shat himself when that
3: happened.
0: He Dan Quinn didn't look back at Julio. You seen him? He kept looking straight ahead. You seen Julio
1: staring <laughs> at him, <laughs> at him <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, what second. say? He was like. Yeah,
3: he, he 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 seemed on a side of the He was like, "I bet not." He, wrong felt that, he felt that energy. <laughs> Trust me, if a if, if, if Julio Jones 6'3", and somebody approach you to your side, you are gonna yeah. feel that energy for real. Yeah. He That's had his helmet true. off too, so he definitely yeah. felt that. He he yeah, felt man. the pres he felt the presence, just like he knew when uh just like when Dan Quinn knew he was out of here. What did exactly. he do? Put the peace exactly. sign up on his way out. He with his it. head down through the tunnel, exactly. with his head down,
1: throwing the peace sign
0: up. Hey, I think I found the perfect meme for um uh Matt Ryan. Will Matt Ryan get the play call from Dirk Cut? I think I found the perfect meme for him. Oh, you out y'all won't see it?
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> oh bro. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> Perfection. <laughs> Bro,
2: <laughs> like you gonna call this again? What are you doing? We
3: run this Are
0: you serious? Oh uh, I mean, I mean, even even as we're looking at it from where we're look from our standpoint, it's like, bro, the adjustments we all see they need to be made there. Yo ass, literally, like I said, you got. The Joe Montana football Sega Genesis Birdview, and you telling me you can't see what the hell is going on? Like, bro, you really trying to sabotage these people's job thinking that you're gonna be the head coach, farmer friend? Get your ass on somewhere.
3: I don't see how he even has a dog to the left, to the left, <laughs> to the, the boy left, but.
0: That motherfucker don't even deserve the lift, motherfucker. You need to get your ass shot out of a cannon for all I can.
3: <laughs>
0: exactly. Hold on, we got um, we got uh, Anthony right here. Got a question. Uh, it's for Drew. Um, he basically said the Chargers defensively have a pretty good D line. Pass ru- pass coverage is below average. Hurst, Jones, Ridley, and Russell should all have nice days, agreed. First off, what's up, Anthony? And,
1: man, we we Julio, Calvin, and Russell Gates should always period. I don't care who we playing. They should always eat because they're dogs, man. Like, we seen what – I think it was against Seattle. It was either the, the first or second game of the season where Julio Jones – I think it was the first game of the season. All three of them had a 100-yard game. Y'all remember that? I think it was in Seattle. Russell Gage had a hundred-yard game, Julio had a hundred-yard game, and really all of them had a hundred. So if we had if we play, you know, any if we play with any creativity, these guys should be eating. We they're not eating because of the the coaching. It's it's terrible. Real talk, dirt cutter should have been out the door with Dan Quinn. They should have just went ahead and let Greg Knapp call it because I believe Greg Knapp, when Matt Ryan first came here, I think Greg Knapp was here calling plays. So they should have just let him do it. Because at the end of the day, Mike had sent us something in our chat where it was talking about. They were talking, I think, to Raheem Morris, or they were no, they were actually talking. Stephen A. Smith was talking to uh, Lewis Riddick, and I think they were talking about how it normally goes through the week. Basically, they meet with Matt Ryan, the head coaches meet, the offense coordinator meet, and they talk about the game plan. So my thing is this: Matt Ryan needs to speak up and say, "Look, these plays is bogus. These plays is crap. These plays is trash." Stop calling me. I don't care what he got to do. I don't care if it's at halftime. But so we see Matt Ryan will curse somebody out in a minute. He need to tell them these plays is trash. And he should he should tell them, let me go no huddle. What Matt Ryan, a 12, 13-year veteran now? Hey, look, this is Matt Ryan's team. He's the face of the well, franchise. Speak up. Yeah, speak
2: up. Matt needs yeah, to speak speak up.
1: To mm-hmm. Exactly. Speak up and be like, look, this is what we're running. It. Like, last game against the Saints, he should have been like, this is what we're running it for the rest of the game. What they talking about? We are gonna go no huddle. He should have went to Raheem Morris and say, "Look, if we lose this game, it's on us." Julio Jones and all these guys. These guys are professionals. These guys are veterans. Like let them let them take over the locker room. You get the coaches, and that's what Mike's talking about with the. And that's what we've been talking about with all of these guys' ego. Like let these players run the locker room. Let them run the team. At the end of the day, Raheem Morris is just babysitting at this point you the interim head coach. You're not even a real head coach. So, at this point, let the players. Ooh. Ooh. Damn, that was. Ooh. Damn, that was. Vicious, man. I'm like, damn, boy. You just said he ain't even a real head coach. You an interim hey,
2: head coach. Hey, he ain't even a
3: <laughs> <up>. he <laughs> real, he
1: real head coach. Raheem Morris, Raheem Morris know he ain't the real head coach. That's why every time in his, his media sessions, when they ask him, well, how's it going? I'm taking it one game at a time. He knows. When, uh, when the owner, uh, Arthur Blank, and Rich McKay answered questions, when they took those questions from the media, when Dan Quinn was let go, they both said, Ooh, oh, man. will he be around? They asked, will Raheem Morris be around after this year? And they basically was like, I think it was the owner that basically was like, if he can win 11 games straight or 10 games straight. So basically that shows you right then and there that Raheem Morris is on his way out the door, like real talk. <laughs> He's on his way out the door, dog. So at the end of the day, the players need to go ahead and just take over. That's how I look at it. Let the players take over this thing because at the end of the day, Raheem Morris, he's trying to not throw the other coaches under the bus, but it don't matter because all of y'all can go ahead and pack your bags, put your houses up for sale because y'all on y'all way out at the end of the day. So y'all
3: might
1: might as well let the players take over. It's over. Like, it's over. These coaches know the writing's on the wall, dog. I seen somebody in that chat talking about Dirt Cutters not getting another job. Hey, look, the writing's on the wall. After this season, the writing is on the wall. So all these guys can go ahead and pack them bags. And I, I told them, I co- I come down to fly parents to help y'all. So y'all come. <laughs> <laughs> the- 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 the-
0: I the- it's the truth. You, you talk about hey, damn, you talking about the calm before the storm, and. Devon Stanford, hey. uh, I think this is what he talked about. This is what Matt Ryan's going to be looking at. Dirt Cutter have Moore. more. This is how he's going to look. Hold <laughs> on.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's how he's going to look. He's going to look at him like, motherfucker, uh, we need to run my offense. That's what exactly. he need to be like. And exactly. I think that's that's really the only main knock on Matt Ryan is he doesn't really
3: speak up yeah boy
0: speak up okay. and voice his opinion on what needs to be done outside of that yeah, i agree, I agree And in term head coach does not mean you're the full time head coach but but you just a substitute teacher until they get what? a real teacher. Head.
1: Dang, that's it. That's it, man. It's over, dog. It's over. This coaching staff can hang it up. So at this point, you might as well go all out, leave it all on the table. Because at the end of the day, I don't care if they they sweep and win the rest the rest of these games. I don't see it happening. They're not coming back. They're not coming back. I mean, once uh Arthur Blank get fed up, y'all know he is. He, hey, he like he worked for the mob. He with them sharp suits for a reason, dog. He's like the Godfather. Ooh. Once he once he's sick of you, hey. It's, it's done with. He's done with this regime. Period. The Undertaker, man. The
2: Undertaker. The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, hold, on, hold on. Hold on.
0: Hold on. We got. We we got to do it right. Boom. <laughs> you
3: <We laughs> might turn off the lights. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on.
2: Boom.
3: <laughs> 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 hey. Hey. Is uh. I know we was talking about uh, Dirk Cutter being in the booth. Has anybody seen Phone Booth with Colin Farrell? Oh, wait I a minute. I yeah, 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 yeah. I got, I got a picture. This, this this, is what we're trying to tell Dirk Cutter. Get your ass out the booth. <laughs> <laughs> Get That's how he your ass out the booth. That
0: is how he be looking. It's That's like how my was looking. looking. Exactly. It's like it's like
1: it's like inception. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stay up here in the booth. So when, when Arthur Blank come down on that field and we know it's about to get real, I'll be up here. I ain't got to see him. I gotta see him. I, hey, see him hey, when I, I get my hey. ass
2: on the first day smoking to wherever hometown you from. I right, hit me a Get
0: get straight to <laughs> go straight to the <laughs> damn airport. Straight to the hey, airport. Hey, I'm hey. gone. Hey, look, when Arthur Blank put that extra grease in his hair, you know it's a wrap. Oh, boy. he <laughs> put that extra grease in there, it's a wrap. You can see that thing. You can see that thing <laughs> from outside.
3: You know what's so funny? Because uh, Arthur Blank, he up there, too. He's just in a different spot. He up there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He right.
0: He, he probably just looking at him down like Zeus, like, motherfucker, I wish you would. I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he
1: be looking at Dirk Cutter like all another pass play yeah, that's what, hey, that, that <laughs> what,
0: that what I'm saying Dirk Cutter be like this
3: <laughs> he can be knocking <laughs> on yeah, this door
0: <laughs> who told your ass to run out who told you to pass on three three times when it's first hey, down he, motherfucker no
3: you know what he, 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 he the owner He's not even going to knock
0: Oh, he, go, he just going to unlock the unlock The mall is going to be at the door. Everybody <in> suits, but <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, hold on. Hold on. I got something for him. He, but what's going to end up happening, uh, this is just going to be one picture here, but it's going to be about 15 of these guys outside the door. I'm trying to get it to load up. All, all of a sudden, let let cut Cutter mess up again. He gonna have about fifteen guys at outside of his door looking like this. Ouch! <laughs> 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 oh,
2: oh! oh but. Hey, you go. You guys go ahead uh, head to uh Atlanta Falcons Nation on um, Quest to one thousand uh maggie t will have the link in the description but go check that out um also man um jew talk sports his quest to a thousand k styles man uh we're really trying to get get it get this ball rolling uh, as well as um your boy j-rock man the twitch god go ahead and check him out man um but yeah hey sheesh. what 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 what's the question man we start we want to start the, uh, the live q and a you guys got questions
3: yeah, uh, John, panel,
1: y'all. When y'all ready, I got a question for the panel, but go ahead, K Style.
0: i I'm about to say John Cabot says, Did y'all hear the news? Uh, what news do we got going on here? Um uh like I said, just just let us know in the comment what news you got. But go ahead, you, So, my question
1: for everybody in the in the uh in the panel if you could have a head coach. Who is that head coach that you want? I know Mike said he want, um Rex Ryan, but if he has another coach that's out there, who's the head coach that you want? And who is the offensive coordinator if you have an offensive coordinator in mind? And then if you have a GM in mind, too, go for the trifecta. If you've got all three of them lined up or who you think that will be good for the team or you have a couple, I know that the chat is, you know, interested in knowing because like I told y'all, the writing's on the wall with these guys. So everybody that's here, they might as well pack their bags. Is is over? So I will start with uh, J Rock. If you want to, if you have something, uh, who you think is who you think you would want as a head coach for the team, and then like the reasons why you would want them as a head coach. And if y'all want me to go ahead, since I just put y'all on the spot, I'll tell you guys who I think. Yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm
3: gonna sit on this one.
1: So for the head coach, I, I y'all know I've been saying Eric B. me, but the guy that I think is being overlooked is is uh, in Tennessee. I want Arthur Smith because I like what he's doing in Tennessee. They're they're a run-first type team. They're a physical type team, because you know Mike Vrabel, They're physical down there in Tennessee. You don't need – everybody thinks because it's Derrick Henry. You don't need Derrick Henry to be physical. You can look at the Cleveland Browns. They're 9-3 and for a reason. And I was supposed to be doing my live, so I'm kind of going to my live a little bit because I'm going to be doing my own live show, and I'll let you guys know in the chat when I'm going to be going live by myself. But I kind of wanted to touch on it now, Like, if you guys look what's going on in Cleveland with Nick Chubb, they went out and got the offensive coordinator from Minnesota, uh, Safansky. He went there with that run first scheme and that play action scheme that they were running in Minnesota. And it's working there uh, with the Cleveland Browns. It's all about running the ball first, setting up the pass, playing good defense. That's what I want brought down here to Atlanta. Because we've talked about it numerous times on the channel. Matt Ryan's getting up there in age. He can win a Super Bowl just like John Elway. He doesn't have to be the focal point of this offense. Yeah, Matt Ryan still can do it, but why rely on a 35-year-old quarterback to be, you know, do everything? Like at this point, Matt Ryan has proven to us that he's an elite quarterback. And that's why I'm so I get so pissed off when I see the Atlanta Falcons fans kind of throw throw dirt on Matt Ryan. Because I thought after 2016, him getting us to a Super Bowl. And winning the MVP, him winning the Offensive Player of the Year, it's pretty much nothing else the man can do. So at this point, just get the guy some help. Go out, get get a, a good offensive coordinator that knows how to run first and create play action off of the run. Have a strong defense, and I really think that Arthur Smith would know how to bring that, uh, that formula that they're running in Tennessee. He would bring that to Atlanta. So he's a guy that I really want to come to Atlanta. Um, As far as a GM, I really don't care about the GM as as long as he's in connection with what the the head coach wants to do, because I really feel like Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn didn't fit. They didn't fit. I felt like TD wanted to draft offensive minded players. He didn't know how to draft defensive minded players. We had a defensive minded head coach. But he was getting a bunch of offensive talent. He really wasn't getting the top-tier defensive talent, if we're going to be honest about it. Yeah, I do believe Dan Quinn played a part in that because of what type of scheme he continued to run and he didn't evolve. But I feel like if we would have had the talent, we would have drafted those first-round picks and not the Calvin Ridleys. I love Calvin Ridley, but we didn't need him at the time that we drafted We needed an offensive lineman. We needed defensive lineman. And that's why in the draft in 2018, or was it 2019, we took Caleb McGarry. And we took Chris Lindstrom back-to-back in the first round, and he tried to make up for all of those bad draft picks, Thomas Dimitrov. So personally, I think Arthur Smith would be the guy that I would want us to bring to Atlanta and bring in a GM, like Mike was talking about, that's going to work hand-in-hand with the coach. We don't need a GM that's going to work apart from the head coach. That's not going to bring in the players that's going to help everybody be successful. Because at the end of the day, it's a marriage. The GM, the head coach, the owner, it's all a marriage. And Mike, we've always talked about this numerous, numerous times. Me, K-Styles and Mike, and now J-Rock on the, um, the stream. We've talked about this. To so win a Super Bowl, you have to have a good owner that's going to spend money. You have to have a good head coach. You have to have a good GM. It all works hand in hand. If you don't have all of those things working collectively, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. I don't care if you trade Pat Mahomes to the Falcons right now. With this same offensive scheme, we still would be trash. I'm telling you right now. I don't care who you have at quarterback and that's the biggest problem with everybody that wants to bring in a new young up and, you know, upstart quarterback. It doesn't matter. If you give them Dirk Cutter as their offensive coordinator, they're going to look like Matt Ryan. Prime example is in Philly right now. They just benched Carson Wentz. What is the problem there in Philly? They refuse to run the ball and Doug Peterson is too cocky and he doesn't want to give up any power. He's over there calling the offensive plays instead of, a hiring an offensive coordinator. That was the same thing that Dan Quinn did when he was here. He fired uh Mark Manuel, he fired all those people and he tried to take over the defense and how was our defense looking when he took over? It looked like trash. It looked like trash. So that's the problem. But that's who I want I think Arthur Smith would, would be a good head coach.
2: Hey, I I want to I want to get on this real quick because um I'm I'm seeing something that I kind of want to expand on just a little bit and uh, quite frankly, I think it goes hand in hand in um this topic. But I'm seeing uh, if you guys haven't seen my news, Atlanta Falcons, uh, news update on Atlanta Falcons they should go check that out where we're speaking on um Lewis Riddick as being the potential GM, as well as him being interviewed by the Forty ers Like he's been interviewed by 49ers, And there's something that I stated Um, In the past, if you guys have watched anything that we do here at Atlanta Falcons Nation, you know that I've said there's no guarantee that Kyle Shanahan will be retained or his job is, is safe, is not secure. The guy literally blew the game the exact same way that he blew it here. And that's the issue that's a major issue why am i bringing this up because john lynch um there's rumors that both of those guys might be out in san francisco and they're looking for another gm that's one thing i can tell you about san francisco that i've always admired about the organization they don't hold on to trash players coaches they don't hold on to that stuff you're not pulling your weight and you're not holding a certain standard there they're not gonna keep you around. So I know a lot of people like to say Matt Ryan and Kyle Shanahan, you know, these guys, you know, Kyle Shanahan made Matt Ryan. But I think honestly, I'm just gonna be real. Um and like I said, the reason why I bring this up, I don't think I, I think we really have to keep a close eye on what goes on in San Francisco because if Kyle Shanahan is fired, um the Atlanta Falcons are going to try to recreate what they had with Kyle Shanahan and Matt Ryan. And quite frankly, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. Why am I not opposed to it? Because Matt Ryan is 35 years old. Let's be real. He only has so many years left. And I don't like Kyle Shanahan. I hate his ego. I hate who he is. I think he's arrogant. But at the same time, Matt Ryan needs a guy that's going to commit to the run. I don't have to worry about Kyle Shanahan committing to the run. I don't have to worry about it. I got to worry about him calling stupid plays as far as the passing game is concerned and making, you know, harsh decisions, crazy decisions in, in key situations, but I don't have to worry about Kyle Shanahan committing to the run, and that's what the Falcons need most. They need a, gen- a general manager that's gonna cre- uh, that, that's going to stick to that philosophy of balance. They need a head coach that's going to stick to that philosophy of balance. And that's something that I don't have to worry about Kyle Shanahan. If the only way that I'm really going to bring Kyle Shanahan is in, you got to have a real tough personality, a guy that's going to demand excellence, and he doesn't play a guy like a Rex Ryan who's like, if you're not getting the job done, you got to go. We can't just have Kyle Shanahan here. You know what I'm saying? Just doing whatever the hell he feels like it because he wants to. That's not going to happen. That's exactly why we lost the Super Bowl. That's the reason why he lost the Super Bowl in in, in San Francisco, because they were just allowing him to just do dumb stuff. You know what I'm saying? Granted, he is the head coach, but he hasn't learned. So we can't... uh, I'm not opposed to bringing Kyle Shanahan as the offensive coordinator, not the head coach, but the offensive coordinator. um, Reason being, again, Matt Ryan is the it's 35, 35. He only has maybe three years, you know, at, at top at top level at quarterback. Okay. Um, he can play at least three to six more years. That's that's quite possible. Um, you see Drew Brees and Tom Brady, these guys are showing that you can continue to play at that time. But um um defensive coordinator, I I, I really don't know. I I, under, I really don't know for a defensive coordinator. Maybe a guy like Um Don Martindale. I'm not sold on him as a a head coach, but I am sold on him as a defensive coordinator. Um when he doesn't have that um that elite pass rusher or pass a guy that can get after the quarterback, whether it's Calais Campbell, Terrell Suggs, um, he will have that toy in Grady Jared. We don't have to worry about that. So I will bring in a guy, I'll bring in Kyle Shanahan. Um, I'll bring Kyle Shanahan's offensive coordinator. Again, you guys know the reason why, but um, the, the defensive coordinator, I'll bring in Don Martindale for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the kind of an alternate to Kyle Shanahan, I got to kind of reiterate what you were saying about Arthur Smith. I think this is exactly what the Falcons need. They need a guy with balance and who will stick to that, not only that toughness, bring that toughness to this team because this tough is, this. this team is soft, is cotton. All right. This is, this team is soft as hell. They are just soft. All they want to do is pass the ball, pass the ball, and pass the ball again. We don't need that. We need to start punching people in the mouth. And that's what Arthur Smith is going to bring to that. And like I said, you already got a running back that kind of um, you know, if you haven't seen the highlights on Quadra Olderson, the dude got breakaway speed. He has breakaway speed. He he's definitely a fast running back. So those are the guys that I would bring in. Kyle Shanahan, Arthur Smith, and Don Martindale. All
0: right. All right. Before I say something, I'm going to go to this question that Anthony Wright had asked me. He was pretty much asking me about the bosa mcgarry matchup and the Melvin Gordon and Jake Matthews matchup. Um, will it be a standoff? Like I said, Joey Bosa's one of those ends that got violent hands. So that's... That's going to be a country fight on that side. That's going to be a country fight. Like I said, I can't tell you who that is. My only thing is with the Ingram and Matthews matchup is we know Matthews have been playing a little bit better now. But the thing is, speed rushers kind of get him a little problem at times. So that one is kind of like a iffy. Like, I think Melvin Gordon might get him. But I think McGarity and Bosa might be the one I'm definitely gonna pay attention to because hey, it's hair fighting. Boy, they slap they're gonna be slap boxing out there. I don't know if y'all if y'all <laughs> slap, bo- I, don't y'all <laughs> slap box- I don't know if y'all slap boxing back in your day, but slap boxing was a oh, thing, yes. thing. Oh yes. Oh <laughs> yes. Oh yes. But yeah, go, go on, but go but definitely going to the question, how you how you saying. Be honest with you, I don't give a damn who is what and what is what. They just need to throw this regime in the garbage. That's all I need to say.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Throw it, in, throw it all in the garbage. It don't, it don't even deserve to make it to the dump. Just, <laughs> just, just throw that bitch in a volcano or something. And just, just burn.
2: Exactly. <laughs> like
0: I said, shit. It, 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 it's it's over. Like I said, we like you said, we all know it's over. Like I said, over these all. guys these guys don't have the mentality to handle the pressures of winning, of holding each other accountable. Hell, it, it it really looks like the Real Housewives of Atlanta right now. Oh, the, way that, the, the way that the way that they're going at it, because you got Raheem Morris throwing players on the bus, you got him throwing coordinators under the bus, you got. Coordinators talking about they don't want to see kickers kicking field. I'm like, bruh, At the end of the day, the coaches is just your fault. So, 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 just like I said, just throw it all in the dumpster, garbage, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But like I said, they don't even deserve to get no subway, motherfucker. Five dollar foot? Or not hell <laughs> no. You, you, eat, you, eat, you eat off the ground, motherfucker. <laughs>
3: just like that.
0: <laughs> just like that, bro. Hey, um, I saw another uh, before I get to jail. I saw another one. Uh, I saw another comment talking about Terry Fontenot for GM that was for the Saints. How do y'all feel? I don't about want that?
1: shit to do with this. You can kiss my
2: black ass
0: for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want
1: shit to do with that. I'm just I'm the same way, dog. I heard somebody saying Dennis Allen, and I'm like I'm good on that. I'm good. dog. I don't
3: why? want nobody to the same. Hey, what Julio say? we're good He's over good here. We're good over here, dog. That,
1: that offense
2: is balanced. The reason why that didn't number one, that defense is ranked number one, because the offense is balanced. They commit to the run. Okay. They're not having these long games where they're where they're sitting up here throwing for 40-50 times a game. Balance is what makes your defense even that much better. This is why, why the Ravens was such a great team. This is why everybody say what they say about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not a very good passing team and all that, but they commit to the run. You know what I'm saying? Running game takes the pressure off not only offense and your receivers, offensive linemen, but it takes a major, major toll off your defense. All they have to do is just get a couple of stops, and they're resting. These guys are fresh on defense. Guys are fresh on defense. So that's why that's the reason why they ranked number one, not because they actually have elite talent. You seen that goddamn secondary. That secondary got smoked all game. Trash. All game. <laughs> Period. That defense is trash. Everybody, all these Saints fans in here, Mark Four504. All y'all say, Oh, we ranked number one. Did y'all are you guys really that? Comfortable with that defense, y'all got smoke, bro. Y'all got absolutely
3: y'all, are absolute penal, smoke. y'all are a penalized heavy team with that. With them DBs, them DBs are going to cost you guys in the playoffs. I'm they being so real. in the playoffs, and the playoffs is going to be
1: everywhere.
3: They are a very, very penalized defense. About I don't care how physical they are, how nice they are, they get flags. If you get under their skin, you can get a flag from them. But um, I don't really have a.
2: <laughs> hold on, I can't put a paper one on. I refuse to put a pack uh, a paper
3: bag, so I'm putting the file <clears throat> bag on. <laughs> but um, I don't really have any like.
0: Hold
3: on, like, hold on, Mike. I'm
0: a, Mike. Oh. I'm gonna join you right quick.
3: Uh-oh. I got
0: some too. <laughs> I'm gonna join. Hold on, hold on. <laughs>
3: This man got the Walmart bag.
2: <laughs> he got the Walmart bag. <laughs> hey
3: man,
0: that's what I'm.
3: Talking about. That's oh funny.
0: fuck it, but we ain't shit. I just let you know. That. Go go go
3: ahead, J. Rob, man. <coughs> um, I I'm, w- I'm with you, K. Styles. Like, I don't really have like. I do have some names that I would like for us to have. Um, but I would just say blow it all up but I do want to mention a few I probably said this prior from the old broadcast that we've done uh, I'm going to go with the hype right now and the hype is Lewis Riddick because uh, I was told that uh, he used to play for Atlanta so why not he's familiar with you know with Atlanta so why not I'm going to just keep that short um, head coach and Offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Oh, uh, head coach, I will go ahead and throw out uh Duball, the offensive coordinator for the Bills. The reason why I say this is because he's been on winning winning championships with the New England Patriots. Why not bring him in? And then look what he did as far as turning the Bills offensive, you know, scheme around. It it took him took him about a year or two to fix things, but look at the bills now.
2: Creativity—that's um, what I love most about him. Creativity—he's getting with that new. Everybody always say that, but like the most thing, it's not his play calling, but his creativity and and, and getting plays to his playmaker. So you absolutely right about that. I like him also. My bad um, for that.
3: My bad. I know y'all gonna hate me for saying this, but. He was also on board (laughs) with the championship seasons with the New England Patriots offensive coordinator. I know Josh McDaniels itches y'all minds, but why not? Why not give him a chance? Not a head coaching job because he always flakes on, you know, head coaching job. Just give him and do ball together. You know what I'm saying? And maybe they can work some magic uh defensive coordinator I don't really have like a big like oh my gosh I'm going to throw in uh uh the Colts the Colts defensive coordinator Matt Matt Eberfliss, I think that's who it is
2: Mhm mm-hmm.
3: they the, the Colts defense has been looking great I mean you can you can tell they, they they're real physical uh we played them last year and they were they played really tight defense on us uh the first the first couple of weeks of the season of last year I would say why not Matt Eberfless as far as our defensive coordinator. So, uh, DuBall, head coach, Josh McDaniel offensive coordinator, Matt Eberfless, and then Lewis Reddit. I'm 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 going with the hype right now. I like. Uh, it.
0: I want. Hold on, I want to get to this comment. Mark five oh four. Say it actually made me laugh, and it, I kind of agree how how they doing it right now. He was saying I seen a lot of head coaches on ads on Indeed. I threw my resume in real quick. Now they not even worth indeed. They are on career
1: builder. <laughs> <laughs> nah,
2: they on, on.
0: Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> God, God damn you! I was trying to be nice.
3: <laughs> hey, you ain't before
0: Exactly, exactly. They they tried to do it on back page, but they forgot that that ain't existing no more.
3: Back page. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lord have mercy. Hey, uh, Andrew G got a question.
2: Andrew G. has a question. Um, see if I can find it, but um, he wants me to go over his list of uh his uh list of coaches and what I think about it. Um, where is it? Oh, uh, here we go. Andy Reid, um, Brian Duvall,
1: uh, Gus Bradley. Oh got
3: hell no. Right uh, he found it. out. yeah, okay, I
1: got it. You got to pull it up, Mike. Okay. Uh, yeah,
2: I don't, I don't, Andy Reid really ain't going nowhere time, anywhere time soon. So we can, you know, we can he throw that bitch and burn it in the volcano. Like, <laughs> like your boy said. <laughs> 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 so it <didn't> <laughs> even, don't even think about it. He's not leaving Patrick Mahomes. I don't expect anybody to leave a guy like that. That ain't happening. So we can throw that. But I do like Brian, um, of um i think he's a very good um prospect but outside of that man um yeah uh that that's who i like that's that's i don't know if, what you guys think but i i don't like i said i don't expect don't expect any read to be going anywhere gus bradley i don't want anything to do with him because i'm sick of that goddamn cover three i don't need to see that shit ever again in life <laughs> Okay, so hell no to get Gus Bradley. Hell to the no no no. That ain't happening. The Kimmy Matombo. No, 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 no. We don't need to see that anymore. No more cover three. <laughs>
1: totally
0: agree. No Gus Bradley. Mm-mm. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I about to say I'd rather you bring back the bear 46 before I see this shit again. <laughs> 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 Wow, I tell you, man. I forgot that's who basically. it was,
3: but somebody said a name I haven't heard from in a while. But I think he's still coaching in, uh, I think uh, Illinois. Uh, they said Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith. I'm good on that too.
0: I'm,
3: I'm good on I
2: like,
0: that. I, I, I like Lovey I'm, Smith, I'm I don't, I don't, I don't, he's too conservative think. for me, man.
3: Yeah, that's the thing. I'm good on yeah. that. He's 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 not doing so good in Illinois neither. I, I don't know. Y'all pay attention to them, and they, but they they oh, doing no, horrible right now. Not. He's definitely not, and that goes back to that
2: conservative mindset as an offensive coordinator, like defensive coordinator, and the coach. Like, if you don't like taking chances, like that man doesn't want to. He, he want the offense to just to be basic, so his <laughs> defense can
3: shine. I don't that right, right, right. He's he's, he's all play. defense, like
0: oh. I, I was about to say we got a name here, King Five Five Three Three Two. What? All right, all
2: right, bro. We just going <laughs> to King Five. said Lincoln Riley.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: good on that. Lincoln.
0: I'm
1: good. I don't want uh Lincoln Riley. I think Lincoln Riley's a good coach, but I don't know about on the NFL level. Like so it's one thing to come from the College ranks and then come to the NFL. One thing I, I do like about um, Lincoln Riley is he's creative on offense. But the thing about Lincoln Riley, if I brought if we brought him here, I don't know about him coaching a Matt Ryan. Like you guys know um, Arizona when they brought uh, – what's the guy's name? Cliff Kingsbury? When they brought him over to Texas Tech, the thing about him was he was able to get, get the quarterback he wanted to run his offense. He had Kyler Murray. So if you're going to – if you're going to get a new quarterback, then sure – we're going to get somebody that's going to run the system, but K-Styles was talking about that earlier. It's all about scheme. You can't bring, you know, it's like bringing Cliff Kingsbury to Atlanta. It's not going to work because his system is predicated on the quarterback being able to run, like an option-style quarterback. And that's not what Matt Ryan does best. It's not that Matt Ryan can't run. It's just just like saying we're going to put Matt Ryan with the – uh, Baltimore Ravens and that offense that they're running with Lamar Jackson. He can't run that offense. He can run it, but it's not going to be successful because that's not what he does best. It's the same thing with Lamar Jackson. He wouldn't, he wouldn't run Matt Ryan's offense well because that's not what he does. So I feel like with a Lincoln Riley, if you're going to bring him in, then you better let him get complete control. And sometimes when you do that, you might crash and burn. I remember saying what's the, the coach that came from Oregon and he destroyed the Eagles. Uh, Chip Chip Kelly. Kelly. when he came to the Eagles, he they let him take over and he he tried to create the Philadelphia Duck. Them guys went straight. To, I the mean, they, they crashed immediately. I mean,
3: he was drafting all of the Oregon Ducks yes, players.
2: He, <laughs> he, he didn't
3: even get the quarterback. He wanted either. Mariota. He, he didn't even get him. He didn't.
1: So. But he still was trying to run that same fast offense, and they were—it was horrible. The Eagles were horrible for the couple years that he was there. He basically crashed and burned real fast. So I think the same thing will happen with a Cliff Kingsbury, unless he bringing in his quarterback, his style that's going to run his offense. And we're finna clean house for real, meaning Matt Ryan and everybody finna be gone, which we know can't happen because of the cap, the salary cap. It's no point even bringing in a coach like that because he needs a certain style of quarterback to run his system.
3: Um, I see a I, I, from Mark five oh four, he said, "Greg Williams, if you don't take that bounty hunting son of a yeah, I, you stole
0: oh, my I, no I, worry, bro. I saw that. Hell to the no-no. to <laughs> to the to the
3: to the rest <laughs> in peace to that guy. I don't know. I don't know if y'all guys I know, you know he, he passed away too. Uh, oh, oh, Bishop oh, boy. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, Pete." The thing, thing about with the thing about with Grant is like you literally gonna have to change all the players on your defense to fit his scheme. That's a big turnover.
1: Literally everybody. After what we seen on Sunday, I don't think his name should be mentioned with near coaching ever again. Yeah, because he just blew it. That dude the whole
2: goddamn universe. That man <laughs> was, was retired players, current players, players from. 100 years ago that man blitzed everybody in the damn universe after after that after after that game and end up getting fired because of that i i made a video if you guys go ahead and subscribe to man mike sports plus man i do a lot of uh other uh i'm gonna be doing a lot of more uh film study on other nfl teams but yeah man like that i, I i'm i'm good on that it's it's one thing it's a fine line between being aggressive and just downright stupid you know what i'm saying that was just damn dumb
1: exactly so he don't need, he don't even never need to be even mentioned. Not even need to be mentioned near the NFL coordinator. I don't care what it is. I don't want Greg Williams nowhere near our team because he should have he been did, done
3: after that bounty scan. That was it. That was it for him.
1: But that play call on Sunday kept need to get him the, the powder toast award. He ain't even the Atlanta Falcons coach.
3: <laughs> that looked good. Yeah, it was, it was awful. Bruh. It was looking bad for them. Somebody, uh, somebody said, uh, where is it at? God damn it.
0: So but I he played Mabry for the Jets. Hell, no. I oh, about say he played. I about to say he played for the Jets. Um, uh, powder toes ain't even a word for that shit right now. <laughs> <coughs> I about to say if we go, if you, if we gonna talk about grid. I about to say I'm still surprised Adam Gay still got a fucking job. Be honest with you. Both
1: of them don't need to be nowhere near coaching. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, I'm good on Matt Patricia. Uh, whoever said that, I'm good on them. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Cause gonna... I'll yeah, buy say if you talk about <laughs> them Greg Williams and all that shit, this is how we all gonna look once the hire comes out. Like, this is how we gonna look.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> Go
0: ahead. That's how we gonna look. I was like, no. No. <laughs> hey, <man. clears throat>
3: That's funny. <laughs> That's exactly
0: how we going to look. Okay. How
3: do y'all feel about, if what if we actually land, uh, what's the what's the defensive coordinator for the 49ers? How do y'all feel about him? Uh, Robert, Robert Sala.
0: Sala.
1: Hey, I'm going to tell y'all about him because I was going to talk about him too. Lou. Y'all hitting on all my joints. So I don't know if I'm going to even be able to go and do my uh, my solo live and talk about coaches. So we're hitting on all of them. But Robert Sala is one of those guys that got me a little bit nervous. He smell a little bit like Dan Quinn to me. Because yeah. he, a lot of talent. he got a lot of talent in, in San Francisco, and I don't know if he goes to another team because you know, San Francisco mm. they have. Why, you know, am this, why am I doing this?
2: Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Cover,
1: You am about cover three. Cover that three. man run a lot of cover
2: three. A lot of cover yeah. three.
1: I don't want no parts of that. shit. Hell yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. man. I, I don't, he smell like Dan Quinn to me. When I see him, he's just like the sexy name because they went to the Super Bowl last year. But to me, he has a lot of talent, like a, more talent than we have on our defense. And I'm like, you look at that, Javon Kinlaw last year, Bosa, uh, Eric Armstead. Like You guys got to think about it. It's not just about coaching. Sometimes you got a bunch of, like that personnel is crazy over there. So it's like, we don't have that defensive line. Yeah, our defensive line, we got Grady Jarrett and we got a, you know a couple guys over here. But over there, the way, the way that that defense is built, that John Lynch built, man, that's what when, when Michael's saying, that John Lynch is on the hot seat. I'm like, man, the 49ers are really not playing. They throwed over there. But I thought John Lynch was safe. The only person I thought was in trouble was maybe Sh- was Shanahan. I didn't I didn't know John Lynch was on the hot seat. Shit, I wouldn't mind him coming to Atlanta, to be honest. Shoot, that's a name we I'm, need at GM. If he get fired, send John Lynch our way. He know how to build a defense. Shit. <laughs>
0: I know why John Lynch is in trouble.
1: Okay, yeah, I know why.
0: Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, okay, I got. You. I got. You. Jimmy Garoppolo makes
3: sense.
0: That makes the most perfect sense. That that would only be the only reason why he'd be in trouble. Got you. Jimmy Garoppolo.
3: I forgot I mean, about the.
0: Because think, <laughs> I because I was about to I mean. say, you think about, we think we think about, we get mad, we a lot of. The Falcon fans are mad that they gave Matt Ryan that contract that he got at the beginning. Think about it. They gave this dude $130 million on fucking five games. Yeah. You took a big gamble with that and it's not paying Also, like you said, they finna hold his ass accountable.
2: It goes back to what I was saying about being a GM that doesn't understand balance. You know what I'm saying? Like, Like John Lynch wanted to build a defensive juggernaut and he essentially they traded a first round pick for a a quarterback that wasn't necessarily showing any signs of being, you know, a great quarterback. He was an unproven quarterback to begin with. And you brought him in and like quite let's be honest. The reason why they went to that Super Bowl is because that defense and the running game. You know what I'm saying? Let's, Let's be real. That that secondary wasn't all that great. Those guys was just playing cover three and getting after the quarterback. That's you can run cover three if you have that defensive line and that front seven that the 49ers had. You can get you can like you you can make some plays in the secondary. But they run a lot of cover three. And that's why I don't want anything to do with Robert Sally, cause that, that cover three, um, that's essentially that's all that richard sherman is good for i think he's one of the most overrated cornerbacks in the history of the game because all he's just all, all, all like every team that he's been on they've had a awesome amazing front seven and he's been um privileged to have one of the two of the greatest safeties of all time you're talking about earl thomas and 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 your boy um cam chancellor, cam chancellor. come on bro yeah. it's like Everywhere he, everywhere he's, everywhere he's, <laughs> everywhere he's been, he's had the luxury of what you always say, dude. <sighs> talent, 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 talent. I'm, I'm afraid of that, dog. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of that. So I don't want any parts to do with John Lynch. I want a GM that understands balance, man. I don't want, I don't want a GM that's going to come in and just bring a defensive juggernaut. You know what I'm saying? It has to be a balance with GM and head coaching. But that, but that
0: but that kind of goes to what um like going back to that comment that I am Jamel said, like I said, y'all pretty much answered what his comment was because he said he did that because Kyle Shanahan had asked for Garoppolo. Like you said, <laughs> the GM and the head coach have to be in tune. Like I said, Garoppolo, like I said, John Liz probably didn't want Garoppolo. Maybe the owner mm-hmm. forced him to go ahead and get it because he they felt they felt they Okay, I don't know if anybody noticed like every year when it comes to these like new and hot quarterbacks that go around the NFL how they're like the hot topic and you always had that one team that falls for it and end up regretting it later. It happens every year. Mm -hmm. And San Francisco Mm -hmm. fell victim to that because I remember correctly, New England wanted two first-round picks and a fourth-round pick for Garoppolo from any team. Mm -hmm. San Francisco mm-hmm. just gave him up for a second-round pick. So they fell into that tells the height. You everything that, you
2: need. that tells you everything you need to know about that about that guy. A second round, right. and you didn't get a first round?
1: No. Yeah. Y'all might laugh, but when Shanahan did it, I really thought that he was going to go after Kirk Cousins. I would have took Kirk Cousins over Jimmy Garofalo. Y'all might laugh about he- it. I- yeah, I, well, think I think he would have fit his system better and because if you look at what what uh, Cousins is doing with the Vikings, he knows how to run that system. <laughs> he was there in Washington with Kyle Shanahan. He was one of the reasons that Shanahan, um, if y'all remember, Mike Shanahan was actually with the Redskins and he was working for his father and at the time they took RG3 and they took Kirk Cousins. So I just knew they kept saying that that was the name that they were trying to connect with the 49ers and I feel like that's who they should have went after. That would have been the right pick because if we be honest, the biggest problem with Jimmy G is what? Injury. He can't stay healthy. That's the biggest problem, to be honest, with Jimmy G. It's not that he's not a decent player. He can't stay healthy.
3: Yeah. And, like, man, and like they,
0: his old reputation is holding a clip for, for Tom Brady for four years.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Well, what, what, what else you got off of that? I mean, you think it just because you time Tom Brady's backup. Don't mean he's the next god of quarterbacks. I mean, that's how they were saying. Yeah, they were talking about that with Carson Wentz right now. Look at Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz just got benched. Yep. So, like I said, it comes down to, like I said, you just can't get caught up in the hype with these quarterbacks. Even with the quarterbacks coming into these drafts. You cannot catch into the hype because you usually are susceptible to setting your franchise back a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if you got the now, if you got the right system for these type of quarterbacks to succeed in, then that's another story. Like car like Carson Wentz, just like Jimmy Garoppolo, he can't stay healthy. And I actually can't blame Carson Wentz because you think about it, they was talking about it all on on ESPN, Fox Sports One. They could have had DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson.
1: That goes back to the GM. That's what Mike was talking about. That goes back to the GM. Howie Roseman
0: is his name Nick, for Philadelphia.
1: They, we put all the went, blame on him.
0: They <laughs> they went with JJ Arte, whatever the hell his I name is. Side. J. J. R. <laughs> and, and,
3: right side. And,
0: and and Jalen Rager, um, and for some reason, and they're right now they're playing with quarterbacks as wide receivers right now, so yeah, the G like like you said, the GM has to be the the vital point in this team turning back.
3: Oh, definitely.
0: I, I see Mike five oh four over here giving giving out draft advice. You know, he was talking about Saints and stuff. At 2000, 2017, like I said, that's another point right there. Like I said, the GM, the GM, and the scouting, like I said, they know how to pick the right players for the right system, and that's definitely what we need.
3: And so this is I, why I threw in this is why I threw in the ball. So say if we do get the ball right, look what the mm-hmm. ball did to Josh Allen. So, if, like I said, we, we we know Father Time is undefeated, right? I know Maggie T said that. Matt Ryan it is getting older. So like when it is time for him to move on, you know, Duball can look for like almost like a Josh Allen for our team and we'd be and we'll be set. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why I suggested him. Cause when it's time to look for a quarterback, boom. Wow. I like it. Yeah, I like
2: it. Like I said, I think he's a, a, a good I think he's a good coach because like I tell people all the time, um, every coach in the NFL pretty much is an an X's and O's type of guy. That's something that's not unique to just one particular person. It all comes down to being able to adjust um, as far as creativity is concerned. You can't continue to run the same stuff over and over again expecting teams not to eventually pick up on your tendencies. And that's the issue with Dirk Cutter. That's the issue with what at, at one point, um, um Steve Sarkisian, Steve Sarkisian actually, you know, was pretty much he was I thought he called a pretty good game towards the end of the year. Like he started adjusting, he started to run the ball outside a lot more. Um, I thought he made, but like honestly, I'm just gonna be real. I thought he was a scapegoat. Um, He wasn't that terrible of an uh, offensive coordinator. Of course, every offensive coordinator, defense coordinator is going to have those games where you just call something stupid. That's inevitable. You cannot be perfect as a play caller. So it's like like if you don't have that creativity and that willingness to adapt to what the defense is doing to you from first half to second half, from game to game, to week to week, you're not going to be successful in this current NFL because you got players out here, 300 pounds, running fucking three, four, uh, four fours and four fives. That's unheard of. So you're not just going to get it it's all come down to um, creativity. What I'm seeing now, them dudes out there running reverse, you know, reverses. They running reverse passes, like man, they doing. They even your boy Josh Allen out there kissing passes, like that's what I'm talking. That creativity, what you need in this current NFL. All yeah, did that o- extra once,
3: once in our lifetime.
0: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> we definitely need that. Like I said, we need damn coaches that's gonna at least run some 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 sweeps and some damn zones or something. <laughs> can't be run. We can't run dives and powers all day. You already yeah. got a running back with no knee cartilage left. A small guy that's gonna get blown up, and another guy you don't play, and another guy you don't play. Yeah, that don't really sound
3: good. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, "Where did it go?" Andrew G said, "What do you think about Matt Patin for defensive coordinator?"
1: He probably Matt Matt Patton.
3: Patton, there we go.
1: Where is he at now? I know Green he was Bay. in Green Bay. He's in Green Bay?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yep.
1: I'm good on that. I think he's a decent uh, coach, but the, Green Bay is not known for being physical either. Last time I seen Gre- Green Bay in the NFC Championship game was last year, and Shanahan basically ran the ball down their throat, only threw the ball like eight times. I thought I was watching the peewee game. So I don't know <laughs> if I <want> Matt <laughs> I never yeah, seen the team that got embarrassed like that on, on national TV in a championship game. Kyle Shanahan literally ran the ball down their throat. And they and they had Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, and they ran that ball down their throat. So I'm good on him. I'm good on Mike Patton,
0: man.
3: <laughs>
0: so how do y'all how do y'all feel about this, comment? I think we can kind of all agree on this in a way. Oh uh, wait a minute! Not this one. Um, ATM thirty four five said Marquand Manuel was a scapegoat for Dan Quinn too.
3: Yeah, I agree. Because the only reason why you know you would question Marquand Manuel is because he was dealing with a lot of injuries. Like that last, the last couple of seasons was it was a bunch of injuries. All his key players were hurt. So what can you do? You know what I'm saying? I mean, for us being what we were like last compared to where we did uh, that playoff run where we went into the Rams and then we beat them. We were, we were fine. We were, we were totally fine. It's just key players were gone. So you can't really blame him for that last season that the reason why he got fired. All his key players were hurt. I think Dion was hurt that that season. Uh so that's why you seen more of Devondre. Devondre carried the load. Um it's tough. It's tough on a defensive coordinator that uh that you expect to have, you know, a whole bunch of defense like big play defensive players when they're when they're not even in the game. So it's hard.
0: Uh, uh, we got another one right here from Andrew G. He was talking about Sark was better than Farmer Fran for sure. At least he didn't run his plays from the nineteen ninety two Madden playbook.
3: <laughs> I agree with that
0: too.
2: NFL Blitz, it, 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 or NFL Blitz. the NFL Blitz. Hey, hold, hey, go hold, ahead and show hold, that. Go hold, ahead and run hold,
0: it. Hold, hold, hold on, let's go ahead and run that. Oh, go ahead and run that NFL Blitz playbook.
1: That <laughs> ain't even a playbook. That's a meme. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, I was about to say. Uh, You you see why you see why they long developing routes. I mean, look look at these plays. Smack you look stupid. Stack it looks retarded. Short jet look dumb as hell. Um I guarantee I guarantee you damn farmer friend literally me thinking these plays are gonna work.
3: That's it. Page one right there. That's all that's all he got right <laughs> there. And then he'll flip it to the other side. You know how Smokey was trying to flip the dollars, he'll just flip it on the other side. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
3: And run it on the I'm about, opposite direction.
0: I about to say, look at the play that says tasty
3: treat. <laughs> <laughs> Boy.
0: That looks terrible. Well, I was about God. to say. I was about to say we was being nice. I thought he, I, I thought he was gonna say today. Well, what was that Nintendo game? The ten yard dash playbook. <laughs> was it te- was it Tecmo? No, no, no. They had a football game before. They. It was like ten yard dash. The only play oh, you had on oh, that.
3: Oh, oh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> the only the only play you had was running up the gut. That sounds just about right.
3: Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but definitely Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian was a, was, was fresh, you know, that was, that was a new face. So of course, just like how Kyle Shanahan first season is, is, is dumpster. And then you come back the next season we're we're back at top 10 offense. So it, it was just, yeah, we didn't see Julio Jones for some reason. We couldn't get Julio Jones the ball in the end zone or whatever, but somehow we, we, we made it work. We made it work somehow. But uh, definitely, definitely playing. Sarkeeson's is definitely a better offensive coordinator than Cutter right now, especially Cutter that's been here before. So he should know how we function, especially.
0: Yeah. Madness said, Tetmo Super Bowl playbook. Hey, yeah, you right about that. We ain't got no Bo Jackson back there, so them plays ain't working. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. what Let's see what we got. Um um it said matt hold on I, I i just saw it here boy they coming in quit with it <laughs> hold on here you go quitting well i had to get this one right here he said i'm sold that farmer Fred playbook is written in braille <laughs>
2: Yeah, that ain't even written in braille because <laughs> at least you can read
3: braille <laughs> Oh Man,
0: his play his playbook is in hieroglyphics. <laughs> yeah, no, y'all ass is, is crazy, but hold on. I just saw it here. Basically, what the comment was saying was uh Matt Ryan had his best season under Sarkeesian even in a seven and nine season. I had it up here, man. It,
1: That's facts. If y'all go look at the numbers, I think it was twenty eight. He had a good he had a good season. Like if you look at it, I think he yeah, threw yeah. only like seven interceptions and, like, 30 touchdowns, something crazy. He had, he had a good season, but our defense was hot garbage. And that's no, pretty I much I think that
3: was the year we was talking about Mark Manuel. Like, all our key players were hurt. So, we had to put up those numbers. Exactly. Exactly. And that goes to
1: our point of what we've been saying all show. It's like we need balance. Like, what I'm looking for this team to be going forward, if you guys remember the 98, uh, 97, 98 uh, Denver Broncos, When John Elway was on the backside of his career and they said, look, we're going to get a ball to TD. We're going to let John Elway do his thing occasionally off the play action pass, but we're going to run the ball. We're going to play physical on defense. And that's kind of what we need to do with Matt Ryan. Y'all hear uh, Big Country say it all the time. Uh, Big Low says it all the time. Like We rely too much on Matt Ryan. We put too much in Matt Ryan's hands. Like At this point in Matt Ryan's career, he deserves a good running game. He deserves a good defense at this point. He's proven that he can carry a team, but at this point, we don't need Matt Ryan to be the workhorse that he's been over his career and more Julio because I feel like half the reason that Julio is kind of breaking down is these guys have been doing this for over a decade. Like after you've been taking those hits and stuff like that, you only can do it for so long. Like you said, Maggie said, uh, Maggie had said, you know, five times undefeated. So you're going to start slowing down. So at this point, we don't need Matt Ryan to necessarily be an MVP you know Matt Ryan we just need him to be uh you know a pro bowler above average and we already know Matt Ryan going to do that cuz he's a pro bowler every year pretty much as far as i'm concerned he's elite as far as i'm concerned so at this point just rely on the run game rely on the run game play good defense and when you need to throw the ball the set up you know set up the pass and let Matt Ryan do his thing we all know what Matt Ryan's capable of but he shouldn't have to carry the team every single week week in and week out yep
0: Okay, so unfortunately, we're going to get to the part of the show. Um, We're tailing down to the end of it. Um, This is what we call our two-point conversion. If you're new to the channel, this is going to be the final thoughts. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to hit this pass down to J-Rock. I'm going to let you go ahead and get your... Get your two-point conversion in, brother.
3: All right, all right. Hey, uh we want we as a the Atlanta Falcon Nation wanna appreciate everybody for tuning in tonight. Um, right after this show, uh, we have a new thing that we're trying to get started called the after show. It's you know, basically we all hang out, people that's in the chat right now, we all hang out in the Discord. Um, where we talk with the fans and everything. Uh it's some questions I know people didn't get get popped up in the channel and stuff like that so we can discuss it later in the discord uh if you're not in the discord uh that's okay uh i'm gonna drop a link here in a second uh this discord is not just an atlanta falcon nation discord uh you could just be a fan of the channel or you could just be a fan of football so you can join uh we talk about games and all this other stuff um as far as atlanta falcons go um I don't know, man. I mean it's four games left in the season. Uh I will honestly to be honest with you, I would like to see some new faces that I haven't seen all season play. So just throw them out there, save save Julio Jones, save a couple of those other people, all the starters. We don't need to let them play all, you know, these, these rest of the four games, man. I mean, we're not we're not pushing for anything. I know some people are playing for contracts. I get it. But let's let's go ahead and throw some rookies out there, some new faces. Let's 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 see what our future looks like. Uh, that's all I got. Mine's is short and sweet. Uh, since we got a four man team today, I'm going to go ahead and bound it to Ju. Go ahead.
1: All right, man. I want to thank everybody for tuning in as always. Definitely hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. I'm on my way to a thousand subscribers. AFNs on their road to a thousand. So y'all definitely continue to hit that like button, subscribe button. We appreciate all the love you guys give us. We've been having it seems like a show every night on somebody's going live. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. We're trying to overwhelm y'all with Atlanta Falcons content because we know that we don't get any respect on ESPN, on none of the shows, the morning shows, first take, uh, undisputed. We don't ever get any credit. So. You guys can always tune in and we're gonna have something to say. We're gonna, we're gonna give y'all the stats and the facts. But um, my two-point conversion is, is simply this. And I will be going live. I haven't picked the day yet, but you guys tune in because I will be going live soon and I'll let you guys know when I'll be going live. Um, but mainly what I want to talk about in my live is just we have to find an identity. As the Falcons, we have no identity right now. And to me, that's one of the biggest problems. Like, what type of team are you going to be? You have to find that winning formula. To me, we haven't found it yet. It's just kind of like what J-Rock was saying. When our offense was playing good in the beginning of the season, our defense was terrible. Now our defense did figured it out. Now our offense forgot how to call plays and how to play. So it's kind of like we have no identity. And I was talking about it earlier. The Cleveland Browns have found their identity. Their identity is they're going to run the ball, play physical in the trenches. They're going to allow Baker Mayfield – to play action pass, and he's going to be under 20 attempts per game, and they're going to play good defense. That's their winning formula. They're 9-3. and they found their winning formula, and that's what we have to do here in Atlanta is we have to find our own formula. Right now, I feel like we don't have any winning formula. It's kind of like the games that we play, we've lost games how many different ways this year? I mean, I can tell you, we lost one game because of special teams. Couldn't cover onside kick. Lost another game because We didn't know to kneel the ball instead of hand the ball to Todd Gurley, and we told him not to score. Um, The game against Detroit at the end of the game, we we let them score, drive down with, like, I don't know how many seconds in the game. We let Matthew Stafford drive down and score a touchdown. So it's just like every single game, it's not even that we're losing the same way. Every every game we lose in a different way, and that just basically states you have no identity, and that's the problem with the team. Let's just boil down to what it really is. We have no identity. And that's the real problem. We need to find out what type of team are we going to be. And that's why i say I'm not um, against Rex Ryan because I know one thing. If Rex come here, he's going to tell you. We're going to punch people in the mouth. We're going to play defense. He's going to tell you right in the media session, and he's going to say it in his own way, and you're going to know what he's about. With this coaching staff, I don't know what we're about. I don't know what we – we don't know if we're coming and going half the time. So that's the biggest uh, biggest
0: thing, and I'm going to let Mike take it from there. Yeah, you're supposed to you supposed to do a behind the back or overhead pass Mike I just threw a hot one <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ohio, hey, man. Okay? You
2: know I'm about to post this motherfucker up like MJ and hit that fade away jump shot all right so uh, let me just say this um, hmm. I think I probably pretty much said everything but I'm, I'm gonna say this again I don't care about anything. I don't care about Lewis Riddick. Um, everybody want this guy. Let's just be honest um, because he's black, um, for one. I'm all cool with that. Um, a lot of people want him because of what he, the flashy team that he put together in Philadelphia. Let's just call that facts. And that's all cool. You know, that's fine. I absolutely see that he has the ability to not only – You know, recognized talent, but that team lacked chemistry. He put a a bunch of talented guys together that lacked chemistry. We say this over and over and over again the Falcons are one of the best teams as far as talent is concerned in the league. We have players on offense, like we have at least four to five weapons on offense. We don't lack anything for us talent, even on the defensive side of the ball. We have three playmakers right now, three, and a possible fourth one with AJ Terrell with his the way he's developing as as a corner. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's balling. Um, so you have Deion Jones, Foyer year Grady Jarrett, AJ Terrell, those four players, and then you go on the offensive side of the ball: Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, and you know the offensive line with Chris Lindstrom. Um, he's developing well as one of the better guards. younger. Um, I think he's yeah, he's one of the better young guards in the league as, as well as um, Caleb McGarry. So the Falcons don't lack any talent. I don't care about bringing in talent. The Falcons don't lack any talent as far as their um, their scouting department is concerned. There's never been an issue with this team. Like, even back in the 70s and 80s, like, there's never been an issue with the Atlanta Falcons bringing in talent. It has always been chemistry and the head coach. So what I want as a GM who understands that first and foremost, that they have to have an identity. And this is something that uh, me and you all, we talk about all the time, identity. We don't know what the fuck we're gonna play. One game we're gonna play three, four base a, a three four base scheme, and then the next game we're gonna sit up and play cover three, cover three, cover three, rush three rushes, and then expect to stop Michael Thomas on a eighteen, like third and 18, third and seventeen. Third and seventeen, you gonna drop three you gonna you gonna rush three damn three pass rushes and then you expect Something like I, I like <sighs> that's absolutely no lack that, that's absolutely a lack of just identity with this team. Either you're gonna be aggressive or you're gonna be you know a, a cover two team or you're gonna be uh you know a blitz a heavy blitzing team. Pick something. These guys from game to game on the defensive side of ball, offensive side of the ball. You know, on the offense side of the ball, it's the same thing. But the defense side of the ball, we have no clue what they're gonna do from game to game, and that's the problem with Dan Quinn. That's the problem with Raheem Morris and Jeff Olberg. I love what Jeff Olberg has done with the linebackers, because outside of that, man, we keep we keep seeing inconsistent play from the def, from the defenders. So, I want a GM that's gonna come in here and understand that this team need balance. So I don't care anything about Louis Riddick and what he did, and you know the talent that he did. But that team was talented. Cannot mistake that. Cannot you know? Can't hate on that. He had a, a long list of talented guys. But that team was absolutely underachieving team. For all that talent that they had, they did absolutely nothing with it. Repeat with all those talent. That they had, they did absolutely nothing, and his ass went to ESPN to work with ESPN. Everybody talking about, oh, he's a talent evaluator of college and, and a pros. Well, that's every coach in the NFL. That's not just something that's, you know, this solely just for Louis Riddick. Every coach in the NFL is a college and NFL scout. All right. That's how you become. <laughs> a head coach to be able to understand talent and develop develop talent and look out for the next guy coming out of college who's gonna come into your scheme and make your scheme even better. You know what I'm saying? So like that's not anything that's you know just strictly so the Lewis Riggs. So my my to end it all, when it all come down to it, we gotta stop with this this flash. My boy Richard always say this all the time flash over substance flash over substance flash gets you nothing but numbers and heartbreak that's it flash gets you nothing but numbers and heartbreak substance wins championships and that's all i got to say about that you guys continue to support your boy um all of us at at atlanta falcons nation do not go anywhere else go straight to atlanta falcon's nation hit that subscribe button our uh, quest to 100 subscribers man um that, that's all i got to say about that i'm about to hit this damn uh there's no look bounce pass to k styles to end this mud looking like magic johnson all right and it would you scored, better hit man. that
0: motherfucker. i gotta hit that hey, you better <laughs> right <laughs> i know I, I know i could be it'd be big difference between being steve kerr and and Francisco Fabricio, um, but, <laughs> yeah, right. but 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 I'm gonna end it on like this. Um, like I said, we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Like I said, you could have been anywhere else, but y'all decided to chill with your boys here tonight. We definitely appreciate. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to everybody, Mr. Jew Talk Sports over here, Mr. Mad Mike Sports down here. Hit Mr. J Rock on damn Twitch. You know, he got the games coming up. I'm not playing him because he's gonna beat my ass and everything else. But also make sure you get K Styles as well. But also make sure you tune in tomorrow for ATLN Sports Zone at 8 p.m. Followed by Lush Exchange with Miss Maggie T and Nikki V. I know y'all thirsty ass is gonna be on there at nine p.m. So I'm dropping them phone numbers. Over Dropping them numbers and, and, and shooting your shot. I don't blame y'all. So y'all go and do that. And also make sure Saturday mornings at 11, we got Ray Clay Sports with Mr. Madness, Twisted Tours TV, and the home and the homie Rich. So like I said, we coming in heavy. We try to take the game over. You know how we do it here. And like I said, pretty much Mike, like I said, from the comments, Like I said, Rebel ATL and Ultra Shadow 97 pretty much agree with you on the same thing. Now, um, I'm just going to end it like this, man. Hey, Falcons, like I said, we ain't got no no playoff hopes in our future. Don't even think about it. Like I said, we could talk about GMs and coaches and what we need right now. But at the end of the day, like I said, we got a, we got four games left. Like I said, get these inactives on the field. We tired of seeing you draft players that ain't seeing no playing time. Ugh. It's embarrassing. Bro, we got a guy named John Whitzel on the team. I ain't even know who the fuck this guy was. <laughs> I ain't seen him in two years. Like who the hell is this? But right here, right here, my main thing, my main thing is I ain't really got no thought. It just 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 showing love to the people that came up in here. Like I said, showed us some love. Oh, yeah. Make sure y'all y'all share this and share everything we do. Hit that like button. Comment, subscribe, do all that stuff. And like you said, Atlanta Falcon Nation is on Twitch too. So Hey, we do it. We, we, we do it everywhere on Twitch. We, we everywhere in this mud.
3: we taking over. What DJ Khaled yeah. say?
0: we, taking, we over. taking over one stream at a time. <laughs> Another one. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, also, also, I forgot. I forgot too. Friday, we do film. We we got live film studio Put your on, head there. on. Get your clipboard. Yeah. Get your,
3: clip oh on, get your notes. Mess.
0: We might do that though. So you might want to pay attention to that. You you might get a karaoke show at the same time. So, hey, I told you we doing we doing some hey. things around here. But that's all I gotta say, man. I just I just I just like and like I said. Also, like I said, I, I appreciate y'all too because um, y'all like I said, y'all to show me the way, y'all to groomed me under y'all wing, and you you know. And the people showed me love yesterday, and like I said, I appreciate everybody for that.
2: Absolutely. So y'all ain't got to go to bed. Y'all ain't got to get out of. Y'all ain't got to do anything good, but
3: you got to get the hill up out of here. All right, hey, all right. Get out y'all can come. Uh, hey, y'all stack. can come talk with us at the Discord. <laughs> I'll in there chatting hey. with y'all. Discord. Go to, hey, go to Discord we always there we always
2: in the discord you guys have can the join us camp. in the discord. always all types of night we got people from all over the world from australia everybody so it's always something going on in there so you guys go ahead and join us there man get the
0: stepping all right like martin said, get the step we might have some aliens in there while y'all playing boy. it might be some futuristic <laughs> shit going on in there too we got stuff playing all right people we out of here we out